For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hey, this is Booker T, WCW five times champion and WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to In the Room. Now, can you dig that, sucker? On the VOC Nation, VOC Nation Wrestling Network. You can check us out live on VOCNation.com. Brady Hicks here, and I am so excited to talk with all of you guys tonight. We have a, a great show planned, lots of interesting topics, and uh, a really awesome guest as well. But before we get into all that, we are joined once again by the lovely Kathy Fitz. What's going on, Kathy? How you doing tonight? May the fourth be with you, and happy Cinco de Mayo. May the fourth be with you. Lift up your sabers. We lift them up to the fourth. Ah, <laughs> uh, the one and only Maestro of professional wrestling, Papa Stro. How you doing, sir? Great, great to be here. Happy fourth, happy Cinco de Mayo, and. <laughs> Salute and cheers to everyone. <laughs> Salute. And uh, also joining us, Ray Bogus. How you doing, Ray? I see you rolling your eyes already, and we haven't even started. No, I'm not. I'm just looking up, and you know what? 
a blessed white people get really drunk day to all of those celebrating the Cinco de Mayo this evening. These are my from all of us, from all of us at in the room to all of you. Viva, <laughs> viva, viva la revolución. And long live Mexico. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, couldn't be more excited to uh, talk with all you guys tonight. Uh, 914-338-1885. I see we get a couple callers in the queue. We'll get to you guys in a little bit. Just just hang tight, please. And we will get to you in the order that you called, I promise. Uh, lots to talk about tonight. We have, of course, WrestleMania backlash kind of coming up really quickly. And uh, it's weird because almost no match on that show is actually a uh, – WrestleMania rematch, which is kind of what I expected since they're calling it WrestleMania backlash, but whatever. Almost every single one has like this weird like kind of twist to it, or it's not that match at all. It's, it's three-way heaven or hell as, as you perceive it. <laughs> yeah. Three-way hell. Stro, this is a family-friendly show. I'm going to need you not make references like that. No, I'm, I'm sorry for the Hades references there. That's fine. That's 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 fine. That's just that, you know we're 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 a we're a, a good moral upstanding show that's never said anything off color on the air before, and we got to keep it that way. Yeah, even if it's on fire, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> we also have a very special guest tonight, actually, uh, the new <laughs> the new ECWA heavyweight champion for the first time in. Uh, God, Kathy, how long has he been wrestling now? 30 years, something like that? Uh, Monsieur Ulala is the ECWA heavyweight yeah. champion. The legendary independent phenomenon has taken home the title this past Saturday, beating Joey Ace. It was a tremendous Super 8, Kathy. I definitely want to talk about that. Uh, what did you think about Super Even 8? Even the thumb! has <laughs> got gang wars going awesome. on in front of us here. What's this? <laughs> It was awesome. I agree. I agree. It was it, it was weird. It was a weird night um, because obviously, it, well, the show opens up with Michelle Ulala winning the title, and I don't think a lot of people expected that. Uh, but it was definitely a feel good moment, Kathy. Kind of like a kind of like a lifetime achievement award, you know. So we couldn't yes. be happier for him. And then, uh, you know, the, the tournament goes on. We we got to see Crowbar because uh, Ricky Morton had flight trouble, so he wasn't able to make it. So Crowbar comes out of retirement. Devin Storman does this match, Stro, and uh, wow. he actually he wins his first round match. He looked incredible. Uh, the dude is mm-hmm. huge. I, I forgot how big he is. Um, gets upset by our boy Killian McMurphy. Mm-hmm. We've had him on the show a couple times. I, tremendous, tremendous independent talent, but I don't think anybody expected that. And and then Kathy oh, wow. in the finals, Killian McMurphy against. A very good professional wrestler. Uh, you probably know him as Dasher Hatfield, and a lot of people expected that Dasher was going to repeat, right? Yep. <clears throat> he broke his and ankle. Unfortunately, <clears throat> he broke his ankle in the match. Medic Kathy had to go down and put a splint on it, and I, I think she gave oh, him mouth to mouth too. She had to recover. No, like I not do that. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, but Brady, it was, I have um, to tell you. You left his mouth to mouth. Yeah, stop. <laughs> stop right. <laughs> now, Stro knows if you break 
a bone, ankle, whatever, you leave your boot on. Right, show? Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> well, unfortunately, by the time I got over there, he'd already taken his boot off. Yeah. Oh. And I just that was the first thing I said oh, when I went backstage. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not one thing I'm very thankful the match, but yeah. sorry, go ahead. One thing I was very thankful for that uh, crowbar was there. <clears throat> for those who don't know, Chris, Devin, whatever you want to call him, is a physical therapist. So, so you made him walk it off. I got, no, I'm only kidding. Well, when I got in the back, I said, you know. Stop. I'm like, um, you know, come over and check this out. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's broke. And it was broken in three spots. And he, I think he's had, well, he is having surgery this week. Okay. Okay. So the, um, yeah, and, and it was a nasty, it was a nasty, um, for those who saw it, like it really wasn't a really pleasant thing to look at, him landing. Um, it's the kind of stuff that I'm always afraid I'm going to see at wrestling shows, you know. So I was lucky I wasn't like right there, but yeah, it it, um, it didn't look good at all. And uh, so thoughts and prayers go out to him. Now the the short end of it of all that is uh, our boy Killian McMurphy, who was in the match with him, Stro. Uh, they have to they have to stop the match. And what happens when you have to stop the match because one guy can't continue, Stro? We have a new Super 8 champion, our boy Killian McMurphy. I don't think anyone predicted that. I, I, I certainly don't. Um, and for those who are asking, no, there's nothing uh, planned or premeditated about this. I, I have no doubt in my mind that a very good professional wrestler would have won the Super 8 had he not broken his ankle. But Killian McMurphy's the guy, and he ran with it, man. Wow. <laughs> he was great. <laughs> Boy, he capitalized. <laughs> Seriously. He didn't have to do anything. Well, I mean, he did. He wrestled for like, you know, five or ten minutes, and then... and then That's not true, Brady. He had to catch a break. He did. And he did. Yeah. It was a real splint to the finish line, but he got there. Sorry. Uh, and you know what? I'm, I, you guys I'm are cracking me up. I I'm happy that he could just snap right into that role. Oh, oh! It was a real twist to the end of the. Uh. I was no, really worried. I was really worried that he'd hurt and kill himself. I'm done. I'm done. I'll be here all night, ladies and gentlemen. Try the fish. Uh, so nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Uh, so, you know, we can talk about Super 8 tonight. Like I said, it was a very good show. And if you missed it, I definitely recommend checking it out on IWTV. Uh, I got to lay the commentary track with uh, my new boy, Pele Primo from Ring of Honor. So, uh, yeah, like I said, it was a great, great time. And uh, I uh, definitely check it out. So 914-338-1885. And... Uh, yeah, so Mr. Ulala will be joining us around around nine thirty tonight. Um, okay. I also, yeah, yeah, and it should be cool. I, like I said, I'm really excited to talk to him. This guy has uh, been around forever, and he's like, uh, it's funny how he's on like almost every independent wrestler's bucket list is to like wrestle Mr. Ulala at some point. 
And time's running out. I mean, the guy's like, you know, pushing 60 now. Maybe pushing 80. I'm not really sure, Kathy. Is he 80 yet? I love the idea that he is. He's going for Gypsy Joe's record. <laughs> Gypsy Joe. He's not 80. <laughs> he, remembers when, he remembers when you could get an authentic Rufus Press. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. I also want to talk about, and I know a lot of our old school fans are going to like this a lot. Uh, the Randy Savage documentary from A and E the other night. Now, Ray, I understand you haven't seen it, so we'll try not to uh, to delve too much into it. But there were a couple of really funny points. You and spoilers. I, yeah. <laughs> there were a couple of really funny points that I, I thought uh, bared mentioning. Uh, the one was um, Ricky Steamboat. Well, first of all, you had Hulk Hogan there, Ray, and he's going like, oh, yeah, they're talking about WrestleMania three, And Hogan's like, yeah, I, I, I think everyone knew, like, Andre and I were the main event. I, I don't think they went in there and tried to, like, you know, upstage us or anything. I think that they, uh, I think that they just wanted to put on as good a show as possible. And the very next segment via editing, Ray, was Ricky Steamboat saying, yeah, we were trying to upstage them. We wanted to be the best match. <laughs> and I thought it was great. I thought it was amazing. Just, just classic editing. <laughs> That's so, good. It was really good. Awesome. I, I, I recommend checking it out. Joe, I don't know if you got the chance to see it. The first hour was like very biographical and great. The second hour got a little right. darker, got more into like mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff after he left. Vince McMahon and went down a whole different other path, you know, with our, our friend Gorgeous George and all that stuff. But but it was really good. Like right. I said, it was the entire thing was very good. I definitely recommend checking it out. It documented the feud with Hogan. Uh, they they talked about all kinds of stuff on there. So it was very, very cool. And uh, the other thing that I thought was really funny was Jerry Lawler was talking about the night that Vince McMahon found out about Savage leaving. And what was really funny about it, Ray, was that Jerry Lawler said that Vince McMahon was, look, uh, was looking around for Randy Savage all around the building. And someone said to him, hey, Vince, uh, turn on Nitro. Now, Randy Savage left in 94, so there was no Nitro in 94. Uh, uh, Jerry Lawler was actually confusing it with Lex Luger. So the entire story was just like backwards and messed up and not right at all. But they, uh, they, they stayed with it. So, <laughs> wow! I thought that was interesting. I thought that was interesting. But other than that, yeah, no, it was very good. Uh, definitely check it out. And uh, yeah, mistaken, mistaken Luger for Macho Man. That's that's pretty. Can wild. you imagine? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, why does this? Why does this pizza have a bun and a patty? Same people. That was gonna say people. I was gonna say Jerry Lawler wouldn't be the first one to confuse the two, but that probably isn't a fair thing to say, so uh I don't know. In any event, nine one four nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five is the number to get in touch with us here tonight. And like I said, sorry, the is starting to line you're up. watching, you're listening. Sorry. Uh, listen, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. We're we're just having fun here. But uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Kathy, did you watch the Randy Savage documentary? Sorry about that, Randy. No, I didn't. That's okay. Okay. 
Yeah. I'm in the My middle of trying Stroh to did, though, be on the radio it. and speak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you thought, what do you think, Stro? I thought it was well done. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been, like I said earlier, I, I've been enjoying these A&E documentaries. Has is Randy Savage, was he really as intense as they used to talk about? Yes. Oh, or is that well, yeah, well, I wouldn't say, I mean, of course he had some intensity about him, but I would say he was more passionate and intense about what he did. You know, I mean, he was one of those passionate people. He just wanted to do everything to the best of his ability. You know what I mean? Okay, and okay. It was, yeah, I, but, you know, I respected that. You know what I mean? And, you know, we, sure. we got along really good. Did um, did he really do that voice all the time? Did he never break from that voice? Oh man, let me tell you something. <laughs> well, I was, uh, okay, I was in Puerto Rico at the time. What the I was in work, I work with Carlos Colon, Carlito's dad, right? And I'm in the apartment complex with um, Sean Morley, Valvinus, right? He has the phone rings. He answers right, and he's talking on the phone, and he, and he's. And he looks at me and says, bro, it's for you. I'm like, who is it? It's, it's uh, Macho Man 97, and he really talks what? like this. I'm like, get out of here, right? That was ripping me, right? <laughs> so I guess so I got a phone. I said, hello? Hello, hey, man, how you doing? Randy Savage. Yeah. Like, oh, what is it, like wow, Owen or something? You know I mean? Probably like Owen or something, right? <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's why I thought it was a rib. I mean, it was... It was Total shoot, man. Randy wow. was on the phone, and yeah, crazy. You know, Malcolm used to talk to Randy Savage. Uh, Randy Savage called him on the phone, I believe. Uh, Malcolm, I I remember that correctly, don't I? Didn't Didn't Randy Savage used to call you on the phone? Is it Malcolm Wildman? And I said, "Who's this?" And he goes, uh, "Guess who?" And I go, uh, "I go somebody goofing around on the phone," and he goes. No, it's uh, my old man, Randy Savage. And I said, "Yeah, right." You're, I said, "Who's?" I said, "Who's making the prank phone call?" He goes, "You don't believe me?" And I said, "No, I don't." And he goes, "Well, he goes, how can I convince you?" And he, and he goes, uh, I, "He says, well, I, or I told him, uh, he's, he's uh, I got a question I want to ask you." Caught him. Um, uh, and uh, Randy, Randy says, "Fire away!" And I said. Okay, I said, if you're really Randy Savage, the macho man, I said, you had a feud with the, with uh, Tito Santana. You took his intercontinental title away at the Boston Garden in February of 86. And then, you know, after WrestleMania two, you got a rematch at, in Madison Square Garden in June. And somebody came out of the audience uh, and they, um, they interfered in their match. Yeah, yeah and they double yeah. teamed. Him and Randy double team Tito. Tito's about to slap the figure four on Randy, and uh, and I said, then you. Oh, did he ask this, if you were the real yeah. Malcolm for Cinco? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, Bobby Joe. He says to me, uh, or I said to him, I said, you double teamed him. Then you teamed up with this guy, and Tito wanted somebody that could back him up. So who's he get? He's just for greatest. World Wrestling Federation champion Hulk Hogan to back him up. Oh, you yeah. Know, went at it. That's back you when know? Jesse Ventura and, called him Chico Santana. Remember? That's right. Yeah, and I couldn't said, do that today. I said, no. I said, if you're Randy, 
I said, you really, Randy, you'd know who this guy was that came out of the stands and interfered and ended up being your tag team partner in this match in Madison Square Garden about a week or two weeks later. And Macho Man goes, I said, or I go, Randy, if you're Randy, who who was that guy? And he goes, the durable Adrian Adonis. I knew it was Randy. I knew it was I And then I asked him, I said, how the hell did you get my phone number? I said, I said I'm no wrestler. I'm a U.S. Army I looked soldier. it up on Wikipedia. And, and, True. Yeah, right. <laughs> Randy, Randy, Randy says, Randy says, uh, well, you claim to be the greatest wrestling fan around. I said, no, I don't. I said, I said, I'm, no, I I'm not a big wrestling fan. I said, you guys. You guys did it all. You guys were, I said, Randy, you got you and Hogan and Piper and all those guys. You're in the gym and you're, you're in there, you know, training. You know, you went through, uh, the, uh, uh, the WCW power plant, you know, all that stuff. You, you trained other wrestlers. You guys have the experience. I told him, my drill sergeant, drill sergeant Royston told me, if you, if you don't mud. know what you're doing, get somebody with experience. And Randy yeah. had the experience. Okay, and Randy, yeah. I said, Randy, you know, you, you guys are the Army. guys. You're doing something <laughs> that I couldn't do. I couldn't be a wrestler. My only claim to fame is to be a soldier, but I'm a I'm huge a wrestling fan. I said, I, I told Randy, I said, you know, I said, a lot of people said, I, I said, I heard you do in 2000, I think it was 2002, I bought this CD at, uh, I think it was Target or or uh, Best Buy, and you were doing rap music. And I said, it was so cool. Wow, you Malcolm, did a your memory's so much better than mine, Yeah. I envy you. No, it's not. Papa Struff. Everybody's memories, everybody's memories good. I mean, I told me, me and Gene said I was a walking encyclopedia of knowledge, but Adam lived here with me, you know, and um, Adam, he, uh, he has more knowledge about stuff that happened in this area and, and some of the stuff that happened during my day than I did. You know, I mean, you got to, you know, you got to know your limitations and you got to, you got to give accolades to people that can do things or, or know things more than you do. I mean, Papa Stro, you do, you were a wrestler. I wasn't a wrestler. Okay. I mean, I can't, mm -hmm. I can't say to people, oh yeah, I got the ring with Andre the Giant WrestleMania. That's a bunch of bull. Oh, you know, I, I am not a liar and I'm not going to lie for somebody. And, and Papa Stro, you, I met you at the CAC like, I think it was two or three times. And every time I meet you, every year, yeah. you sign stuff for me for nothing. You take pictures with me for nothing. I even got your signature on my Hulk Hogan jacket and my Ultimate Warrior jacket and my Roddy Piper T-shirt. And you think I'm not proud of that? I mean, I watched you in that Battle Royal the first time I saw you that in, I think it was in 2018, the year Mike didn't go. Mike went the year before. Then he didn't want to go, you know. And I yeah, those Battle Royals they had there are fun. They're a lot of fun. It, I was sitting, I was sitting in the seats by the blue meeting. I was going, throw, 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 and everybody's around me. It's like ah. I said, I'm only rooting for this guy tonight. I said, listen to him on the VOC Nation. Okay. This guy is experienced. He's got his puppet Dorothy. You know, I, I mean, you got to show the people respect, Brady. Like you know, you're the one. <laughs> you got to show people show. respect. Uh, which is exactly yeah, why I had to cut you off, Malcolm. I apologize. Uh, we'll come back to you soon. <laughs> I'm all about respect. I have, actually, it looks like he's having technical issues now. I thought we had him. Uh, hopefully. Uh, 
Hopefully we get him back soon. Malcolm, I'll get back to you, I promise. I thought our guest was on the line, and then he dropped out. Um, oh, man. So, you know, he was talking about Tito Santana, and uh, do you realize yeah. that uh, the voice of choice when he had Tito Santana for Wrestling With History a couple years ago, uh, he actually asked him what it was like as a Mexican to come in and wrestle in the United States. And Tito was like, I'm from Texas. <laughs> and as soon as he asked that, I'm I'm sitting there listening live, and I'm thinking, you know, I don't think he's Mexican. I actually think that he's... Oh, my God. That's glorious. <laughs> I did not know he did that. That's tremendous. That's that's amazing. <laughs> that is... That I felt so bad. That is amazing. Right, him that, up, Tito. Let's him up, up man. <laughs> So anyway, uh, listen, guys, guys our guest yeah. is here. I, I couldn't be more excited yes. either. Uh, what a long, remarkable journey we've had. But we are here, and we have the new ECWA heavyweight champion. He is a legend. He is one of the nicest guys that you're going to meet in the locker room, out of the locker room, whatever the case may be. The one and only, Michelle Ulala. What's going on, sir? How are yeah. you doing tonight? Ooh la la! That is amazing. It, it is so great to see you, and I think the fans are going to get such a treat of, uh, with this. Ooh la la! Uh, what went through your head on Saturday? Did you expect to win the title? You heard the first words when I got the mic, did you not? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> Do you want me to repeat them, or are you going to repeat you, them? You can repeat them. The first words were, holy shit. <laughs> and just... he looked as surprised as anybody. Uh, well, ooh la la. And it was a, honestly, the whole night was amazing. The whole night was amazing, being in the Super 8, watching, the, watching all the athletes. And then I just, I never would have thought that after all these years, I would have won. Yeah, it, it has to feel like a kind of a lifetime achievement award uh, for you, uh, just because you've been around for so long. And I'm sure for the longest time, you just thought that's not really for you. You know, I mean, it it, it always it always was like the uh, the guys that could really go in the ring. Not that you couldn't wrestle. It just you're just a whole different animal than the Joey Aces and the Sean Cars and the Papa Dons and those kind of guys. I think even you would admit that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, and to be honest with you, Joey beat the hell out of me. And he did. There's no question about it. Yeah. I mean, my shoulder's still sore from being rammed into the ring post. There was handprints on my chest from being chopped. I mean, it, it turned into a fight out there. I mean, it was for me. It was do or die. That was it. There, there was no, there was no other outcome but winning. I hadn't. Otherwise, this is it. I didn't think there would be another opportunity. Well, I, I mean, I, and I can certainly understand that. I mean, it's been a number of years since your last one. Before that, God knows how long since you had actually challenged for the title. Um, was that the toughest match that you've ever had to date? It's been a long time since I, I that I've had to 
fight like I had to fight that night. I mean, there's all kids aside, Joey beat the hell out of me. There's there's no question about it. He, cause he he fought to keep it, and I had to fight harder to take it. It's just that it's that simple. Like to look at it. All right, um, you are by all accounts, you're kind of in the twilight of your career. I mean, you've been doing this for so long. Um, it, it, it just, it, it struck me as so strange, yet at the same time so fitting. Um, the amount of people that have come forward to show love, to show respect for you, and they were doing it even before you won the title, but the outpouring even afterward, uh, look at the smile on Maestro's face right now. Like, not, nobody could be happier than, like, every person out there to know that you achieved something like this that, that meant so much to you. Uh, what, what do you have to say to those people, to the people that were in your corner all this time? I, I can't thank them enough. I mean, and quite frankly, <laughs> some of them are gone before they even got to see it. I mean, they've been around that long. I mean, Barry Casino. Barry even Casino. Boogie Woogie Brown would have been stunned to see me. Jeff Peterson. Yeah, I, I'd love to hear what Russ Haas would have had to say about this. I mean, and and but they have been there. I mean, there's generations of fans that their grandfather, their father, and then their children, and 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 I wasn't always liked. You know that Brady. Mm-hmm. There was not a lot not to like about me, but but what I gave the fans each and every show for decades was moment and we lived in the moment that night it was really something else and i think it translated in the match and at the end have you heard from any of the old school ecwa guys from back in the day has anybody reached out to you about this oh you know who did reach out to me one of the first guys was david ruff he uh (laughs) he's a boxer uh, okay who has that mass he's in his 70s he actually is not far from me, and I have visited him recent over the last year or two. Okay. Uh, with all this going on, I haven't been able to see him. But uh, Johnny Max has reached out to me. Um, oh, oh gosh. What Devin Storm did for me yeah. was off the charts. I mean, I, I'm i still in awe that he, he spoke like that. I mean, it was just... It, it was just amazing. Um, oh gosh, there actually there's been a lot of outpouring, and and it's just I can't thank them enough for what they have done. Um, I, now I don't know if you saw heading into Super Eight some of the things that uh, the fallen angel Christopher Daniels, another guy that you were on the roster with for a long time, uh, some of the things that he had to say about the Super Eight and ECWA, and, and, and um, I mean, a lot of it was Jim Kettner, but sure. But the ECWA in general and everything that it meant for him and his career, um, have you ever thought about that, like thought about part of a legacy that you're such a huge part of that so many other huge names have kind of shared in this with you? I just I just feel blessed that I was able to be a part of their story as they came through. I was going okay. through, and Brady, you and I have got to hook up one weekend and go through my two binders of stuff. Yes. We've been talking There's about two, that forever. I have I have a lot of stuff. In fact, I put on Twitter, uh, 
who was a tag team that used the name Sex and Violence? That was um. I'm not sure. Do, 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 yeah, I'm not do, sure. Do, do. <laughs> was that um? I can't think of his name. Was that Trent Acid? No. No, that was the Backstreet Boys. Let me tell you, working them was okay. fantastic. Oh yeah. What a treat it was to actually have to share the ring with um, Sex and the Violence, Backstreet, as they were yeah. named. Was that Edge and Christian? Sex and Violence. It was. It was. Sex wow. Castle <laughs> okay. And Christian Cage. That's funny. I found it in one of my old PCW pamphlets I had. Okay. Oh, that is cool. That that is really yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I forgot. I mean, they <laughs> Christian Edge and Andrew Martin were in the locker room with us. For yeah. Years. Yeah, and and Kevin Kelly, and uh, I mean, there were so many different names that uh, kind of came through around that time. Uh, you know, it, it's funny because anytime I talk to like independent wrestlers in the area, you're always on that bucket list for like somebody that guys want to go against before they're done. I, I, and I always find that funny, and it's always remarkable to me. Uh, but do you realize how transcendent of a name you've kind of become over the years? No, and John Finnegan will tell you I have no idea. <laughs> I still don't have any idea. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Well, well, it, I, it, I, it's been one hell of a journey. I, I can't believe that it, it's – honestly, after the eye injury, I thought it was over. Well, it was definitely a uh, it was definitely a difficult injury, but you certainly have recovered from it nicely, and and you're sporting those great shades as well. I gotta say, does your wife ever get tired of being around Mister Ulala? Because I'd imagine it's something that doesn't turn off too easily. <laughs> it's exhausting being around me, <laughs> and she's welcome. <laughs> 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 that's that's cool. That is exciting. It's uh, it, like I said, it, it's just it was such a cool thing to see, and and also the fact that you were like so involved in those early Super Eight shows. You know, not necessarily the tournament, uh, but you were always kind of around them to win it on the 25th anniversary of the Super Eight as well. I I found like just the timing of everything was really perfect. It it was it was. What I didn't know was was the other thing that uh, I didn't realize that I well I know I had worn the tag team title I knew I had worn the mid Atlantic title I yeah. never thought that all I never looked at the significance of winning all three and the I Grand think that Slam I, I was what's that Grand Slam yeah I I was like I was stunned and I was going back to an old PWI almanac. And I didn't realize how many years in a row I was in the top 500. <laughs> that was, I was like, wow. But I will tell you that the day I wasn't in the top 500 yeah. was just as rewarding because I knew that someone was given the opportunity that I may have taken. Now, see, like because that it's kind their of, time now. Yeah, like that kind of humility, that's something that really kind of sets you apart from other people. Uh, why is it that you, you take that? I, I, obviously, it's like it's just your nature and everything, but like, you know, to be that kind of humble, I, I, is that something, did you realize like how much that sets you apart from so many others? 
No, because that's just who it is, who I am. That, okay. That's the way it is. Yeah. I mean, honestly, after the eye, I, 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 I did. I would never in a million years thought that this moment would happen, and I literally credit that to Robert Shields. So I mean, it, with me as I made my comeback. Even yeah. When we had the the human tornado, when well, that was one of my first matches coming back. And I remember, I remember fantastic. those days. Like that, that was when I met you. Was back around when you were teaming with uh, with Bobby Shields with Robert. And uh, I, I mean, I didn't realize how devastating that eye injury had been to you at the time. Uh, that was basically a change in your entire. <laughs> it was an eye of something that's for sure. I, uh... <laughs> it, but but it was it was definitely like it kind of marked a change in your career in a way because up until that point. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It's almost like your, your attitude changed at that point. Like you, you kind of focused more on like enjoying and living for every moment versus like just being out there trying to win titles or whatever the case may be. No, you're right. But it also forced me to change the way. Like anytime anybody's on my left-hand side, I, I won't see you. I mean, driving yeah, is a real yeah. treat with me. Let me tell you, you know? But it's just I had to change the way. So I will tell you that Joey Ace he he caught me from the left side and 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 he rang my bell good. Okay. And and that's just the way it is. Now, okay, you know you're talking Joey Ace, and obviously um, he had a strategy. Which and, and he even brought up the eye to me like before the show like that was something that he was specifically going to go after because he, he saw it as a weakness or whatever. Uh, why is it do you think that like despite being that kind of aggressive that it just didn't pan out for him? Well, first of all, he thought he needed help. Yeah. And to be honest with you, that distraction bought me time. It was. To focus, it created distraction for Joey. It it didn't work out like he thought, and it bought me more time. And that may have been the difference maker. Now, did it mean, like, obviously, for those who weren't there, uh, so Ray Calitri interferes in the match, uh, Joey Ace's second-hand guy, and uh, out comes Jim Molyneux. So now you've got John Finnegan in the ring. He's the referee. You've got Jim Molyneux. Clear Ray Kalitri from the ring, double clothesline. Uh, how important it was, and obviously Jim Molyneux, um, intimately involved in the South Jersey wrestling scene and everything. Uh, what did it mean to you to have those kind of legends in there when you actually won the match, when you made history like that? It, it, it was all part of that moment. It was just, yeah. I think my comments that stand for themselves. Holy <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, Finnegan, I mean, honestly, to be in the ring with, with Ray and Joey is, would you pay attention, Brady? I'm paying attention. Geez, what are you doing? I'm, are you on I'm Facebook? paying attention. No. All right. Fair enough. All right. I had to look, so at, at, anyway. I had to look at the clock. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at the stopwatch. See the time. To write down uh, the timestamp. We're not stopping this. This is too much. No, time. no, I'm not stopping. But, <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> it's all about time but, uh, Fair enough. <laughs> but I tell you, I mean, 
I know that I'm probably going to face. I well, Joey's Joey's going to pick his time in choosing when he wants his title shot. I know that. I also know I am going to be facing one of the marvelous ones at Heat Wave. I know that's really? coming. Okay. And I also know Heat Stroke. I made the same mistake. Heat Stroke. Yeah, it's like Summerfest. Yeah. I I know that, so now at least I got a plan for one of the marvelous ones. Okay. And, and I've already spent some time in the ring with them, so I still got some more work to do. Now, in the back of your head, obviously, uh, those guys are the current tag team champions. Uh, you guys, uh, you and Jay Delicious, lost the tag team title uh, quite a while ago. Now, in the back of your head, are you thinking like, "Wow, those guys maybe have my number a little bit"? Of course, I do. I mean. There's plenty of stuff to study from me from over the decade. Um, but those two guys are pretty predictable, too. I know that if I'm on those ropes again and Teddy Fine comes at me with that cannibal, I better move. That flip he did on me last time yeah. knocked the wind right out of me. And Spitz, I mean, he's, he's a wild card. He, he's like a loose cannon in there, so... Now he does. Do I not know what he's going to do? But he has no idea what he's going to do. Do you have to admire the the marvelous ones and all that they've been able to kind of achieve? They've reminded me a little bit of the old me. Really? Okay. I mean, they. There's. I mean, you know my history. I mean, there was. You know, I could. As an indie, I could have given Flair a runner of the money for being one of the dirtiest players. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, and you when I had Barry in my corner, oh, nothing was out of nothing was off limits. I still have the brass knuckles he gave me. <laughs> I have a Texas bull rope. Do you ever? <laughs> do you ever sit back and just look at like like it's amazing to me the metamorphosis of a wrestler? But I think you maybe have changed more than anybody else over the years from this to this to this. You know, uh, you're you're constantly evolving. Have you ever thought about that? Actually, I have, and I think that's part of my longevity. I've never settled on what I what I was. The moments change, and I believe I have changed with those moments. You know, I honestly I spend more time listening to the fans than I do anyone else when I'm in the ring because they'll tell you what they want. They will tell you. All you have to do is listen. Yeah. And and if you listen to the fans, I mean, it's it's to me it's one oh one. Just just listen. That you're starving for certain things, and I feel as though I've been able to fill one of those voids month in and month out. Now, how important have the fans been for you? Uh, not just in terms of. Uh, kind of changing over the years, but in terms of what ultimately all this has led to, which is the ECWA heavyweight title, the the Grand Slam of ECWA, and and all that stuff. You know, obviously being probably the most popular guy in the company for a number of years now. First of all, I never thought I'd be as popular as Bobby Woogie Brown or Cheetah Master, but honestly, I think I have to yeah. that level, which is just remarkable in itself. And to be honest with you, as much time as I spend in the ring with them, I ought to know what to do. 
because I mean honestly that they taught me how to be humble in hindsight. Mm-hmm. Their humility was off the charts. Boogie Woogie Brown, Cheetah Master, you know, and then and then you know you, the whole the whole organization, you know, and, and I tell you. Having watched the evolution, when I first went in there in the ECWA, I was the only person on the roster that had gone to a school. And at that point, I had been at the Monster Factory, and then I had finished additional training by Les and Heidi Lee Morgan. Both facilities between the Monster Factory and Heidi Lee Morgan and her father, and actually Artie Palmer, who was with us too at the time, I mean... I was very well-rounded, and that's probably why I wrestled Ivan Koloff. That's probably why I wrestled Sparky Plug, uh, worked with Lou and May Young. Yeah, you uh, were making appearances, and you were doing all kinds of stuff back in the day. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, and and then as I watched, you you look through the, through the early 90s, you had Ace Darling, Devin Storm, Billy Kidman. I mean, they spent a lot of time in the locker room. Christian and Edge, they both spent a lot of time in the locker, locker room. And then you started seeing these other kids. Now, to me, they're still kids. But and as I watched this new crew come up, you're Killians. I mean, it's just... It's just amazing and stunning to watch the level of talent that's coming through that locker room. But I know that at the end of the day, some people just want to be entertained. And that's why I think I still have had a place in the business because I provide a different sort of entertainment and help round out the whole evening. I mean, when I was a, when I, when I'm a heel, when I, Mm-hmm. And I came to that ring, and there was toilet paper hanging out of the back of my trunk. You think the kid remembered anything? No, he remembered that because <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. He was or, laughing. Go ahead. Or when it took you five years to get into the ring on one shot. Ah, oh, I, I now now I know how to <laughs> chase. But you're right. The day I got in the ring without tripping up the steps, the place went. The the building blew up. Standing, standing ovation. Standing ovation. Or well, when it took him forever yeah, to did. take his pants was, off. And timing is everything. <laughs> what was that, Kathy? Or when Ed took forever to get his uh, pants off or to have his trunks on. <laughs> yes, yes. I <laughs> always love that spot. I always <laughs> love it. Now it's because I need, now I can't get my pants off because I don't stretch enough. <laughs> Before it was Barry being in such a rush to get the damn thing going, to get things going. Uh, oh, it doesn't matter. I don't know who the hell's asking this time at night. <laughs> yeah, you threw so next many names. What's that? I said next the dog will be barking. Oh, what's <laughs> well, that time? Uh, you threw so many kind of legendary names. Is it safe to say that the future of ECWA is pretty bright? It's it's really remarkable to watch. I mean, having gone through Kettner, Mike Tartaglia, and Ryan, and 
I was close to buying the ECWA. Wow. From Mike? Let me tell you. Yes. (laughs) Okay. And I can tell you without question, it is truly in the right hands right now. It's a good crew. It really is. Yeah. I mean, they they took Steve Carino's company and ran with it and, and did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and I think he's going to be able to build in leaps and bounds on top of what Mike had done. I mean, honestly, Mike really put a fantastic Super 8 together a couple of years ago with the Legacy one. I mean, that idea was yeah. brilliant. And that I don't one, understand why he didn't get the traction. Yeah. That one and the other one that always got me, uh, and sorry if I interrupted you there, uh, it was the 2011 one, the one that had Tommaso and Adam Cole and, and Sammy Callahan and Rich Schwab, all these guys that got signed, Austin Aries, all these guys that got signed, like, within a couple months of, like, doing the tournament. You know, I think that was the Battle Royal where you and I, too, were the last two. Like, it, it's – um. Uh, that 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 particular group, Mike Tartaglia and them, especially early on, um, they were putting together some incredible shows. Oh yeah, absolutely they were. And I I don't know, I don't know what part of the dynamic changed, but something changed. I mean, I I I, I mean Mike went. I mean Mike brought. The show to Atlantic City. Who would have ever thought that Ulala would have wrestled in the showboat? That was a beautiful venue, too. That was a fantastic venue. Yeah. I really liked it there. Yeah, I, I that you know that that was that was pretty damn cool to be able to, to perform in that facility. Uh, was that uh, now in terms of like you obviously you you're pretty well traveled and stuff. Uh, what was the the most exotic location that you've ever wrestled? One of the fans wanted to know actually. Actually, Vincent Goodnight put together a show out in Kearney, Nebraska. Wow. So we okay. flew, yes, we flew out there to Kearney, Nebraska, and uh, it was probably we did two nights of shows. Okay. And it was it was a it was one of the. It was a really cool time. It, it was really just a neat experience. The fans were fantastic. Um, everybody, uh, everybody has was just. It was fantastic. Uh, actually, another interesting night was the night, the day, Kettner, Boogie, and I went down to Ivan Koloff's school. With Cicero was down there, and the gentleman named the Raging Cajun, and that's when I first yeah. I got to work a little bit with in his school, and then it was later Svevianum that I ended up before I was a war I was Mickey O'Brien, and Mickey O'Brien got about fifteen <laughs> years. <laughs> okay, how do you evolve from Mickey O'Brien to Mishu Ulala? Ketner pitched the idea to me, and. <laughs> Here we are today. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and the start of Ulala began with me going out to shows three, four, five months in a row, demonstrating a perfume with Barry, but never speaking a word. And it created a mystery. And then the other thing, after I did any move, 
If I did an eye poke, a punch, I would simply shout, ooh, la, la. And that, <laughs> that was the catalyst for everything. And let me tell you, Barry on the mic, introducing the finest body in the ECWA at the time, <laughs> and having me do the script tease, yeah. was the icing on the cake. <laughs> One of the things that well, I always remember... Sorry, we, I, I thought you were done. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. One of the things that I always remember about you is uh, uh, back when you were a bad guy, when I first started coming around, um, you would come out before the shows, during intermission, and you'd rile up the fans. You'd walk amongst them. You, you'd, you'd be doing some kind of anic all the time, you know, whether it was like pinching your nose with a clothespin or like, oh, I don't know. He's just always messing with people. I. I where where did that kind of inspiration come from for that? Nobody else was doing it. Ah, drinking on the job for God's sakes, Brady. Just right. water. So this, Just nobody, water. <laughs> <laughs> nobody else was doing it. Nobody. Okay. They were so focused on putting them on on what they were doing that night that they forgot the fans. And early in when Cutner would always ask the faces and the heels to go out there and be visible. Mm-hmm. I just took it another step and created additional interaction. A lot of times I didn't say anything but maybe get maybe give a dirty look. Or bumble quietly if a little kid <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then when they told me to shut up and they got yelled at by their mom and dad, then I would laugh at them that they got in trouble. <laughs> and then at the end of the night when I lost, let me tell you who was yelling and screaming and happy I got lost. I lost. That little kid. That is cool. They made their voices matter. <laughs> um, one of the fans also wanted to know, and this is something that I didn't even notice, but Joey Ace... Um, didn't technically lose the World 1 title. They wanted to know if you'd be going for that one as well. Well, the target's big enough in my back with the ECWA title. Okay. Let me defend that at this yeah. point. <laughs> uh, I knew that I didn't, I wasn't sure which, I knew I was going for the ECWA title. Uh, apparently, the paperwork excluded the, uh, the World 1. Mm-hmm. So be it. But still, Joey's missing a belt in him. But still, Joey's what? I'm sorry. He's missing a belt in him. Yes. Yeah. I, you mentioned the target on your back. I can only imagine how it's going to get bigger as time goes on. Uh, what are you as a guy? I mean, you're you're getting up there. What are you as a, as, you as a an elder statesman? of ECW. What are you doing to prepare for all these young guns coming after you? If Joey Ace gave you a hard time. <laughs> I, I, I met a conditioning coach is what I did. Yeah. I learned how to ride a bike again, okay? Okay. But I also know that if I want to play, if these Joey Aces and Ray, I can play their game too. They can have a win. I can do about disqualification and keep my title. What well, there you go. <laughs> Complain. Sounds like you thought it through. <laughs> I have thought it through. Yeah. You know, they went, you know, how many times have they, have they taken this? Sh- 
How many times have they taken the shortcut to keep the title? <laughs> well, <laughs> you're going to find out that that was not a one-way street. It goes yeah. both ways. Have, have you um, have you uh, gotten in touch with uh, maybe Heidi or Les or any of your old trainers to see about uh, anything else you can kind of add to your repertoire as this thing uh, progresses? Actually, what I am doing is actually I'm completing my full circle because on July 31st, I will be defending my title at the Monster Factory where it all began at the Women's Super 8. Really? Which is just, just it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> I wasn't aware that was at the. I wasn't aware that was going to be at the Monster Factory. I believe that it is. I'm not. I know that it's on the 31st. I thought it was okay. at the Monster Factory. Okay. But, well, I hope I get my invite so, for that one. Go check your inbox. <laughs> I will. Yeah, I will. Nothing yet. I keep refreshing it. Hopefully, Joe will reach out to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I may have spoken too soon. No, I, I mean, I don't know. It's okay. I, I, I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, because I, I'm sure that that's where it's headed anyway. I, I did hear that rumor. Uh, so, Mr. Ulala, obviously, uh, you know, you're, what, 30-some years into the wrestling business now, and uh, all with uh, I can't uh, 28 either. I know. I know. I was just trying to think, like, you've been wrestling since I got into it as a fan, as a little kid. And I remember reading your, your name in the magazine, even in the mid-'90s, you know? It just, uh, just in the, what, what kind of an influence did PWI have on, like, you and your career and everything? I have to tell you that Dan Murphy, Randy Makowitz, Bill Apter, Bill Walsh, and I'm sorry if, I, if I've forgotten anybody, uh, Rocket, I believe, is one, but they were beyond fantastic. I mean, they treated me. Even Bill after when I saw him at the twenty three hundred a couple of years ago, yeah, stopped and said, "Ooh, well, you know, he, it, it was that was pretty neat." You know what I mean? Because I, I don't, I don't know who who knows what. I, I barely know what I know. <laughs> I just, you know. I treat people with dignity, I treat them with respect, and people the way I want to be treated. That's, that's a pretty easy recipe, I think. And, and I think that's one of the keys, you know. I, I, certainly a key to longevity is respect, you know. And, and uh, just the, the fact that you, you're, you're one of those guys, like you go to a show, uh, even at your age, um, you're pushing the broom and helping lift stuff after the show. You know, you're, 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 you say hi to everybody, even the person that you never met that maybe is like uh, stocking the shelves in the back or whatever the hell they do. Like, you know, you're you're, you're very um, you're very nice to everybody, and I think uh, the fact that you're not above anybody um, has definitely uh, given you an incredible reputation over the years, uh, not just in ECWA but all the independents. Well, I used to have to do ring. I used to do ring crew. You're right. I used to do ring crew. You, you were for a long day. time. Something happened with the ropes. I drove yeah. out to Jersey. Les and Heidi, we took the ropes off of their rings, brought them down to the ECWA for the night, and I took them back the next morning because we still had training to do. I mean, but and I will always and continue to thank the ring crew because 
at the end of the day, that ring's got to be safe. It's got to be safe for everybody from the first from the first belt to the last belt. And they put they they make if that ring falls apart, what are you going to do? It just it just makes it unsafe for everybody. Yeah. And and you thank the concession stand people. You thank the people who are taking tickets. The people who are running the building to you. You want to come back. They want to. I want to feel appreciated. So I'm pretty sure that they're going to feel appreciated. Is um is that old adage true? Yeah, be nice to everybody on the way up because you're going to hit them on the way down as well. Yeah, except they never got up. I just kind of stayed how they were But uh, but it's all. But you're nice but, to everybody yeah. that's uh, passing you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> but, yeah, but you're right. Cause look, I still think I have a, a, a nice relationship. Uh, look at Jessica Carr. Look at how fantastic that young woman has done. Oh, yeah. Re- referee for WWE now. Yeah. I mean, I, I had the privilege of sharing a ring with her. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, right. I shared yeah. a ring with Dawn Marie and did the TV show for with Lane DeSantis in Reading. Mm-hmm. Where I would I like that she would call me on hours of the night. Uh-huh. I mean, Pat Simon Diamond has always been wonderful to me. Yeah. Um, and and we were talking about people. Um, Billy Fives congratulated me. Um, Mike Tobin reached out to me. I mean, yeah. Some of these, That's cool. Yeah, you know I mean, these guys have yeah. been fantastic. Uh, Billy Fives, um, Breaker. Uh, and I'm sorry if I didn't remember. I mean, it's been a whirlwind. I, I, I got another one for you. You're gonna you're gonna love this. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa reached out to me to tell you that uh, congratulations as well. I'm sorry, but holy shit, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. That's awesome. He's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, I God. stayed in touch God. with him from the Super Eight days back in the day. You know, so. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember his. <laughs> You remember his gimmick before he was what Thomas Penmanship? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was but also the was... lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember. Yeah. But, I mean that uh, that is really that is really cool that he did. I mean, yeah, yeah. I found that that Fandango follows me on Twitter. Oh, cool that. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. And why? Why they have not put Fandango and Billy Kay together is beyond me. Well, she's gone now, unfortunately, but that would have been incredible. Absolutely, it would have been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you remember I mimicked Fandango and mm-hmm. you've done a couple. You, you did, you did Fandango. I, I like the uh, the Mega Man thing, or not the Ma- uh, Iron Man. I mean, Iron Man, not Mega Man. You, uh, oh, with, yeah. Yeah, Stro, he teamed up, he's teamed up with Shockwave, the breakdancing robot, and he came out dressed like Iron Man. It was amazing. Yeah. That 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 was actually his suit prior to his new one. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That is that really cool. Really cool. Well, well, what was not cool was the night I decided I was going to put Christmas lights around me, mocking him, and they plugged them in, and I got burnt to death. <laughs> but you live and you learn. Yeah. 
what you definitely have lived and you definitely have learned over the years. Uh, Mr. Ulala, do you have any uh, kind of message to the fans, to everybody who's, uh, who's embraced you over the years, who's, who's seen you to this point? Actually, I will tell you that each and every one of them have influenced who I am today. Every fan, every person I share the locker room, you don't think I haven't taken a little bit? I mean, there's good and there's bad in the business, but you take everything, you you sort out what you what you want from it. But I have learned so much from being around such wonderful, talented athletes and the fans. Their their support was unwavering, and I'll tell you, when I hurt myself, like yeah, my, that was the the catalyst for the turnaround that had begun and the way they they helped me become who I am today. And for that I am eternally grateful. Well you got lemonades uh, you got lemon and you made lemonades, right? So that's that's the, the yeah. old adage. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Uh well listen, Mr. Ulala uh, thank you so much for the time tonight. We are up against the commercial break, so I'm going to let you go. But uh, like I said, it was incredible, and we definitely have to do this again soon. I I, uh, I always love sitting well, down Well, I hope to get friend. together with you over the next two weekends. Either I come up to your house or you come to my house, and we'll go through these, <laughs> these, these the binders, binders that I yeah. have right here. Yeah, They're definitely. Definitely. A lot of paperwork in there. Definitely. It might have to be uh, June, but we should definitely do it. I'm on board with that. All right. Yeah. Yes. I'll make time. I will certainly make time. Maybe we could meet in the middle somewhere. You yeah. You, you that would be cool. Whatever you want. Okay. I, I, well, I'm excited to check it out because I'm a fan. So uh, thank you so much, Mr. Ulala, for the time. Uh, you are truly amazing. And uh, best and of this. luck with that shiny red new toy. Oh, yeah, the one that looks like a Target? I love it. Yeah, big X. Absolutely. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, and thank you guys for having me. It was absolutely a pleasure. And that is the one and only Monsieur Ulala. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I see the callers lined up. <laughs> <laughs> Ulala! You're in the room with Brady Hicks. You're the man. Uh, yeah, so I see the callers are lined up at 914-338-1885. Uh, we got to get to the commercial. But on the other side, uh, Ray has a topic he's going to introduce. One last thing. Sure thing. If sure anybody thing. has any questions, they can reach out to me on Facebook. I will answer them. Okay, and that's Michael Houghton, right? Or was I not yes. supposed to say that? Okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's all That's your government name. All right. Take care, Monsieur. Thank you. Great to talk to you. Love you, my friend. And that was the one. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, 
Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show. And recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We've excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation radio network. Wrestling Network. We are live on VOCNation.com. Check out the new VOCNation.com. Our, our developers are still working on it, but it's looking better and better each and every day. So be sure to check it out. Lots of great stuff on there. And uh, while we're at it, don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Just search VOC Nation. Don't forget to go to VOC Nation's premium section. There's a little tab on the new website to sign up for Patreon. Follow us on all forms of social media. And don't forget to check out all the other great shows on the network. Hosts like Stro Maestro, like like Shelly Martinez, Wes Briscoe, uh, Manny Fernandez, uh, so many more. Uh, be sure to check it out each and every day of the week. 
live and on-demand programming for your listening and viewing pleasure. Uh, Stro, before we get back into it, what do you got going on this week, man? Uh, this Thursday night, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, WCW Retro from DOCNation.com. Uh, we'll be just talking about the career of uh, Barry Windham. So uh, please uh, tune in and give us your favorite Barry Windham moments and experience. And then Friday night, on my horror sci-fi show, The Stroh Zone, at midnight Eastern Standard Time at Facebook.com slash the Maestro. Uh, this Friday night midnight feature will be Atomic Age Vampire, so please tune in. Uh, all right, cool. And uh, you know, as far as Barry Windham goes, like for me, um, it will never get as cool as when Ric Flair left for WWF, and they put Barry in that spot, you know, and they, <laughs> yeah, uh, they put him right in that title picture, and it was like as a fan, it was really cool to see him finally kind of get that opportunity, even though. They never explored it to the extent that they should have. It was absolutely mm-hmm. great to see him in that spot against Lex Luger. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of great moments with Barry over the years. And uh, at one time, him and Rick Rude had held the top titles there at WCW because uh, Barry was international champion. Rick Rude was WCW champion. That's well, right. Other way yeah. around, I think. International, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Well, anyway, uh, so be sure to check that out this Thursday, WCW Retro. And uh, that is right here live on the VOC Nation radio network. Just tune in, and you'll be able to check us out right there on VOCNation.com. Uh, the number tonight to call in, 914-338-1885. I see we got a couple callers. Rappel, you're up next, but we're going to go in the order that you guys call in. And I actually have a very uh, special surprise for you guys as well. I'm, I'm as surprised as you guys, but I'm very happy to see it. Uh, rejoining us after a couple weeks off, uh, we have back from assignment Derek McDonald. What's going on, yeah. Derek? Everybody's Derek. celebrating. Yes. Yeah. Oh, thank you. We've, uh, right here. I'm here. The man tried to hold me down, but I'm back. <laughs> yes. Uh, that damn man. That damn man. You know, always, it, you know, it's always... It's always my Uncle Whitey keeping people down. <laughs> now, I, I'm Whitey. <laughs> I'm curious, is your boss Eastern European by any chance? No, he's uh, a... <laughs> okay. No, I, uh, the the commissioner of where I work is actually a big Italian man who's... I shouldn't say his last name. He's a big Italian man, yes. We'll call him Giuseppe. He wears a leather jacket. He wears a leather jacket nice. no matter what time of year it is, too, which is odd to me, but, you know. <laughs> oh, that is Italian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know who it is. That's, that's Giuseppe Freschetta. Freschetta? No, Freschetta. It's the frozen pizza family. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Derek, you know, we were talking earlier about the uh, – about the and I know we have our own topics we're going to jump into soon, but uh, we were talking earlier about the Randy Savage uh, documentary, and, and Ray didn't see it yet, so don't go into too much depth. But I'm curious mm-hmm. if you had the opportunity and what you kind of thought of it. <clears throat> I saw it. I, I left with a few questions. First question was why was uh, Bubba the Lust Sponge on there? That was very odd to me. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't get that. Because uh-huh. um, Hulk did it. Also. <laughs> Yeah, and given their history, I still feel funny, like, watching Hulk Hogan talk about Randy Savage in his documentaries, because a part of me still yeah. thinks that Randy didn't like him, at, you know, before he passed away. But, um, yeah, it was good. I mean, if 
if you know everything there is to know about Randy Savage, you probably won't get anything brand new from it. But um, I like it. It's, it's good viewing on a, on a Sunday night where there isn't much on TV. Um, I, so I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the Booker T one next week. Yeah. Oh, is that next week? Yeah, that'll be cool. That'll definitely mm-hmm. be cool. So uh, we, we were kind of going over the news and notes from this week, and uh, the big news on the independent scene is Mr. Ulala won the ECWA title. Uh, we, <laughs> after 30-some years. <laughs> we, we had him on earlier, and, and he's just, he's, he's got to be, I mean, he's in his 60s, you know, and he's, uh, no, I think he's only in his 50s, but, uh, you know, he's just, uh, just cool. an amazing fellow for sure. <laughs> it's like uh, when Tim Storm is on NWA. Remember, he was trying to become champion in, in his 50s. Yeah. It's, it's kind of reminiscent of that. I forgot about Tim Storm because they haven't had power in a while that I get for free. Yeah, me either. I, I, I love power, but I, I just can't, you know, make myself pay for it. No, no, it wasn't that. Yeah. No. No, especially without half the people that left. But that, I mean, that's another story for another day. Yeah. Uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, let's go to the first caller, and then we'll come back and we'll start to talk. I know Ray has a particular itch to uh, to talk about uh, a certain Saudi Arabian wrestler, and we will definitely talk oh. about him. Uh, Ratboy, I'm trying to unmute you there. Can you un- – there you go. What's going on, Ratboy? I tried to put you on with Ulala, but you, you dropped out. How you doing, brother? How you doing? Three? Bad boy? Two. You there? Yeah, no, I can't. Try and try and call in. We can't hear you. Uh <laughs> That's the best call we've taken from him in months. <laughs> let's uh, let's continue riding the way. Let's go to Tora since we couldn't get Ratboy. What's going on, Tora? I know it's not the witching hour yet. You're not out drinking yet, are you? Tora? Maybe no? All out. right. Just Man, we're, we're clearing <laughs> off the board. Derek, you came back, and we've had the best night of calls. This is, this is great. <laughs> uh, what's, good mojo what's going on, Justin? Oh, you Dustin. Too, right? Hey, what's me? up, buddy? Oh, no, oh, hey, how you doing, pal? What's hey, up? Hey, how are you? Good. Yeah, you've been watching a lot of wrestling lately. Uh, I've been trying to. Just a lot. Of, just a lot yeah. of work, man. That's all I can do is just try too. I've been trying to, but just a lot of work. Just a lot of work has been in my way, so it's whatever, though. Yeah, it's become so a chore. Doing, it really has. I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of Randy Savage? Did you see the documentary? I watched the uh I watched the Randy Savage documentary. I thought it was pretty good. But uh I watched it and I was thinking to myself, I was like I think there should have been more that that should have been told in his documentary. Which was like what? Like when he goes to the bathroom and stuff? What? Nah. No. <laughs> what do you mean? No. What could what could they have told that they didn't? I mean, there's. I mean, when I was watching it, I was just. Yeah. I don't know. Just like when, it. like when he, um, like when he dropped the weight set on Hulk Hogan's eye, like that. I don't know. 
Or like <laughs> when Vince McMahon got rid of him forever for sleeping with Stephanie, like that. Oh, what are we doing? I'm just bringing up, know. like, I want to know what Justin thinks could have made it better. <laughs> what are we, that's not right. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't say it me happened. Just... Me personally, Bree, I, I I thought the whole Randy Savage documentary was was good. But mm-hmm. just like when Derek, just when, when Derek, I was listening to uh, Dart's comment about the uh, whole Booker T documentary coming up, I think that's going to be a, a lot better than uh, Randy Savage. Wow, okay. But... but Hey, Any hey, reason? Hey, who, and no, nah, I, I personally don't have a reason because because. No. Who, who, but who am I? Who am I? Who am I to judge? <laughs> who am I to judge a book by its cover? But. But you're doing it. No, I'm saying I'm I'm just saying. Hey, Booker T documentary will be better Damn. than Randy Savage, uh-huh. but. I'm just saying yeah. it. I'm saying it. I got you. I'm saying it. You're saying it's going to be better without judging it. I don't, yeah, you know me, I don't, I don't judge anybody. That's just how, how yeah. I am, and that's all. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. You know what I did like about it? There was one point where they were talking about the Steamboat match, and Hogan's, like, implying that he doesn't think Randy Savage and Ricky Yeah. <laughs> Hogan's trying to implying that he doesn't think Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat try to you know upstage the main event. You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't think we talked about that. that. Yeah. yeah, Ricky goes, yeah, we did. Oh, that's good. Good on him, Ricky. Like the very right. next, uh, very next thing out of his <laughs> mouth. Yeah. Good for you, Ricky. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was yeah. good. That was good. You know, something interesting comes up. We can get to the raw stuff in a minute, but something interesting oh, comes up. No, just out of that. Just uh, fine. We'll just go to the. We'll, we'll just talk. No, 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 no. I want to hear it. I'm just playing. Right. I mean, anything, anything to not go back to the callers. Um, I'll do it. Don't make me. Something interesting. <laughs> something interesting comes up out of that discussion. You know, all four of us, to one, to one degree or another, have pretty busy lives, and. The idea that, like, kind of watching wrestling has become a chore, and if I were trying to sit down and watch a whole show, I would, too. I just, like, are Derek Brady, like, are you guys still sitting down trying to watch whole shows? I I mean, I've, I've learned, I've learned, I've done this thing where if I work late, I'll start recording it so I can kind of fast forward do the stuff I don't care about. So that makes it a little <laughs> bit more tolerable. Yeah. It's like, so it's like, okay, well, yeah. you know, so-and-so is on TV. Let me just fast forward through this. So I, I, I've learned to do that now. Right. What, what's bad yeah, about DVR that does is, wonders. Yeah. DVR does wonders. But what's bad about that is when the live events come back, you can't fast forward anymore. Uh, but, but I, um, I mean, I'm lucky enough. I'm lucky enough because um, uh, not only am I a writer who's in front of my desk all day, in front of the computer all day, uh, but I've been working from home for now for almost a year and a half. And uh, in that time, um, I can sit here and I only watch wrestling during work hours. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just put it on in the background and I just kind of listen to it. 
And uh, so I get an idea of everything that's going on, but I'm not studying anything, you know. Um, and even then, you know, it, it's still a chore. I mean, I'm, I'm perennially behind, and I work eight hours a day, so that should give you a pretty good idea <laughs> of uh, how much is out there. Well, there is. There's there's a ton. There's a ton out there. I, I don't know. Some of it is that, like, it's okay to say there's too much of this thing I love. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love pizza, but I clearly do not eat it every day. <laughs> you know, I there's. I know, first off, I I do the Derek thing too. I I DVR it, and Ashley, raw. I come home from work before the show, and I pull up a recap of Raw, and I just sort of go to the parts that seem either a that would be entertaining or B, that I should at least be aware of headed into this show. And and I do the same thing with SmackDown. Um, you know, back back when they regularly ran, um, I would do that I would do that with, with domestic promotions because that's that's something else that that I truly love to watch. And but I would wait, I would, and the shows would get uploaded on YouTube, and you know I would I would see what happened, and I would go to the shows, and and then I would just kind of go to where it seemed like I should go because I you can't invest that kind of time. Right. You just sure, sure. The other thing is like like you don't. We're in this position on this show where maybe we can't always say this, and. Um, and, you know, Brady, you're in a position where maybe you can't always necessarily just come right out and be the one that starts saying this show. You, you, I'm, I'm going to say you probably can't either. Sometimes, no matter how much we like it, there's wrestling that's just not very important. And, like, it's okay to miss some shows. It is. Like Impact. It is, I was you just can miss every episode of Impact <laughs> forever. I tried to get into it, and, and I still watch it occasionally, but it's, it's, yeah. But other than that, I mean, that, so that's one example of it. The other is, yeah, sometimes there's good wrestling that still just isn't all that important. Sometimes there's it good was, wrestling in bad shows. Like Swinger on I mean, Impact is. is amazing. Swinger's yeah, Lounge. <laughs> he's really good. He's good, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I think the more relevant one is that like there's sometimes there's good wrestling that's just that's just not all that important. You know, we were talking about about you know NWA and how you know it used to be available for free and you know none of us just really wanted to pay for it. Um, even if it were free, like not every one of those shows is something that you would have to watch. Right. Like yeah. you can just just don't watch it. It's a, it's like the whole it, yeah. It's like the whole like cruiserweight thing in WCW. And and I'm not attacking WCW Stroh, so don't take it that way. But like when they expanded to three hours <laughs> right. and started featuring the cruiserweights and all these like matches that didn't mean anything in terms of their own like contention. Do you know what I mean? Like they're just having the same matches uh, with the same couple of guys, and it's like, they're great matches, they're definitely like, you don't want to miss a single one, but at the same time, none of them were very meaningful in the grander scheme of what they were trying to tell. 
Kind of like Alexa I, Bliss on the on uh, swinging on the porch every oh, day that's, that's and not going different. nowhere. Thank I get a lot of meaning out of that now. I, 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 I will even say <laughs> that I am growing tired of Alexa Bliss. I am because it's it's ridiculous. It, it's it's silly. Um, if you're gonna do this, the supernatural thing, then have her get in the friggin' ring. Like I, I mean, already, this like just do it. That's where I am, and and this would be you know this would be something that I I would want to hear you know an opinion that maybe we haven't heard yet, like from Derek who's been on assignment or, you know, or an opinion from someone like Stro who's gotten to see this stuff play out more than, more than once or twice in his life. If you're going, going to do this, then you need to get her in the ring and have her be big and bad and really hard to take down. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of the supernatural thing, but look at the times that it's worked. Mm-hmm. Like these were not. I'm sorry, but like the times that it has worked, they were not Jesse and Festus. No, not at all. The t- if you look at <laughs> like like if you look at Kane, right? Kane worked because, like Ray said, he was scary. He'd come in the middle of matches and attack people and leave. You know, he was this big. Whenever you heard the music, people would get scared. It, like it, it meant something. Alexa Bliss, she is she gonna like have a match against the Fiend? Like, what is this leading to? What's the whole point? Of I'm that? hoping. I'm hoping she's going to start doing it with the women's division, but I, I don't think she is. I think she's just going to hang out on the swing set. <laughs> Which is a waste. It's a waste of so much time. How, how could like, they not just get a trampoline in that playground? How hard would that be? The story writes pretty. itself. It's sure. It I'm sure does. I'm Kimmel and Adam Carolla. <laughs> um, yeah, right? It's man show. <laughs> They could oh, yeah. use uh, Sin Cara's old trampoline. They could. Yeah. That's right. Here's a good one. Here, here's a good one. You know, you're talking about uh, meaningful wrestling on shows that you just don't have the time for. Uh, NXT, at this point, mm-hmm. it's a two-hour show, um, and they make it where Raw and SmackDown, especially SmackDown is the one that you don't want to miss. Raw is mm-hmm. like, you want to... You, they they try and entice you, and it's like sometimes they get your attention, sometimes they don't. But NXT almost never gets my attention. But I still almost always want to catch it. And yeah, cause you never, yeah, if the rumors are true about Daniel Bryan joining them, what's up? Uh, yeah. Now I was going to say, you, you, you kind of have to pay attention to it because you never know when a great match is going to break out. Yeah. You, I, I, and there's usually at least one on every show. Mm-hmm. Usually. Um, so, mm-hmm. like, the Daniel Bryan thing is interesting, uh, and that was definitely something that I wanted to talk about, because, like, uh, so he was forced off of SmackDown, and a lot of people are saying this is probably the beginning for the end of him, and I, I, I do kind of agree with that, but I heard he's got a bucket list. He's got a bunch of guys that he wants to work before he's done, and a lot of those guys happen to be on NXT, so he could work a part-time schedule, do NXT for a couple months, Maybe do Raw for a couple months, and then, you know, then he's a part-time guy. 
Yeah, and, and that match got away, but Roman Reigns was definitely one the top of the year. I haven't now. seen it yet, but I definitely have it's, heard it's that. Good. I yeah. I think I was having this I was having this conversation with Matt in the chat. We were talking about like who's the most credible world champion in all of wrestling, and I told him that at this point it has to be Roman Reigns because when you see him, he looks like a champion. Yeah, and he, he thinks it's Kenny matches. Omega, right? Yeah, he thinks it's Omega, which you know. Yeah. <laughs> To each their own. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's the thing where I think it's more different strokes for different folks. It's kind of like you know, what what you choose to prioritize more probably determines who you think is who you think is kind of like the most credible of the champions. Because look, sometimes there's just not a case to be made. I don't know. I mean, there's a. I suppose I'm not on either Derek or Matt's side in that. I think. I think there is a real case to be made for either man. I really, I, I do. I think, I think you can make a very good case for Roman Reigns, and you would make the exact case that Derek was starting to make. He looks like it. He sounds like it. It feels like it. Like everything that you would think is there for, for a world champion is there. You know, for Omega, there comes a point where the arms full of belts start to matter, and. You know, he's he's at that point, you know, so that it, it can't whatever you value, you value. I don't. Here's, yeah, here's my thing with Kenny Omega, and then we'll take a call. I uh, my my thing is, um, and I love the guy. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but in AEW, how permanent are any of their champions? How much are they somebody that they're going to get behind? Um, long term, you know WWE is invested in Roman Reigns. They've been trying for years to make it work, and they finally found something that I think, ironically, uh, now that he's dissing the fans, as is often the case, you know, everybody's embracing him and thinks he's the greatest thing in the world. Uh, but WWE has been clearly invested in Roman Reigns for a long time now, and so it, it's hard to argue with him being uh, the best position champion. Because while I love Kenny Omega the person, and I think like the wrestler is a damn good one, and he's exciting, and blah 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 blah, um, you know, I could just as soon see in him lose to Adam Page in a month, because it's AEW gang wars, and that's the way it works. <laughs> okay. Now it's you brought up Omega, so I heard Jim Ross say this about a year or two ago before AEW was a thing. Um, and I wonder if this still rings true. JR had said Kenny Omega will never truly be a superstar until he goes to WWE. Do you think that's still the case now, or is it kind of like, well, he has his own show, and it's probably Jim the Ross biggest promotion? He said that like two, three years ago. I know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, okay, so before AEW, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> you think that's still the case, or can he kind of, you know, get by on the New Japan and, and AEW I, stuff? Because I'm... I know that used to be the attitude. You got to go to Vince. Yeah, I I think at the moment you you have to go to Vince if there's not an alternative that's like Vince. And I think right now New Japan and AEW are big enough that you could make an argument that he doesn't have to go there. Uh, Mm -hmm. But by the same token, um, if I look at everybody on that roster, I think Kenny Omega might be the only one there. And maybe Chris Jericho, who don't have to go to WWE to be bigger. I think everybody yeah. else on that roster 
would have to go to the WWE in order to uh, to really take off. Like, I think it's Jim Cornette. I think Jim mm-hmm. Cornette was saying in order in order for MJ MJF to like reach his true superstar potential, Vince was uh, Jim Cornette was saying he has to go to Vince. Like, eventually, he has to get away from this AEW stuff to shine amongst, yeah. shine amongst amongst other stars. And I guess it's just like you said, certain guys need that on that roster. Certain guys don't. Well, I think I think part of it might be like because right now, other than other than Omega and Jericho, like who do you look at and necessarily say is a favorite over anybody else? Specifically because of the way AEW works as sort of the never ending gang war. Yeah. And Brady's right. Like like yeah, would, Brady, yeah. Like, yeah, Brady, Brady, you're right and like I do lean more toward Derek's view that that the more credible champion is Roman Reigns. I, I do lean that way. Um that being said, I would still like if you said if you said Who's going to be AEW champion in you know in two months? It's yeah. Kenny Omega or Who's the, or the field or the or the field. I, I'm comfortable putting like I would be comfortable putting some bet on Omega. Well, yeah, no, and I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that um, they switch directions fairly frequently. In fact, I, I could I, – because I watch all the Dynamites. So, like, there have been times where, like, alliances broke up, and I'm like, well, when did that happen, you know? And I realize they have other programs on YouTube and stuff like that, and I realize that a lot of that is probably when that's happening. Uh, but, I mean, I, I would be very comfortable saying, sure, Omega could be the champion in two months, or it might be random next person that they decide to get behind, you know? Well, right. Uh, and Yeah. Right, and I, I guess the only thing I'm saying is that, and this, I think this sort of like, this kind of agrees with Cornette's point and agrees with what you're saying too and agrees with what Derek's saying is that, like, Kenny Omega is big enough that he doesn't need to go to Vince. Because for whatever AEW is, yeah, I am reasonably confident that Omega will defeat, you know, ex-wrestler. I can't say that about anyone else on the AEW roster because ultimately they are just dudes. Here's the comparison. I've got the comparison. Um, Is AJ Styles bigger than he was before he went to WWE? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Is he positioned as high as he could be? No. No. No, certainly not. Certainly not. Uh, That would be Kenny Omega, you know? Um, he would ultimately be a bigger star if he went to WWE, sure. Uh, but he doesn't need that because he's positioned as a main eventer where he is. And they have a strong yeah. enough product for him to to uh, headline it. Mm-hmm. That, that's my... Yeah. Very well said. Thank you. Very well said. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Ratboy real quick because he's been trying to get on for a little bit. Uh, like you said, guys, we're... We're squeezing you English, in with Ripley, please, Rat Boy. <laughs> What's going on, Rat Boy? Okay, you, the three dollars I was holding up tonight. Okay, one was spinning. Okay. Yeah, there okay. he is. 
One was who? Mansour? He goes, it's Finley. Finley. Oh, I saw Finley. Yeah. That's a good one for Cinco okay. de Mayo. Yeah. Yeah, and plus, plus, plus I saw Al Snow. Okay. Al Snow. Okay. okay. Well, that's random. Definitely worth bringing up, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. What it is that Finley, okay, is going for $15 used. Okay. What? Are you talking about the wrestler or the action figure? The action figure. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, and Al Snow right. is going for something well, like ten dollars. Put Finley for fifteen dollars. Okay. I, I, I got Finley and Al Snow for a dollar a piece. Have you reached out to Matt Cardona because I think he would probably buy your action figures. And, and, and the, uh, the black figure that I got here, I thought it was Old Man Johnson. Oh, oh, it's man. Not. It wasn't Old Man, I'm though? sorry. Old Man. Old Man. Old Man. That's what they used to call me in college, Old Man Johnson. Old Man. Yeah. I'm in college. And I picked up this one for a dollar. I don't know who it was till I got home. He's you, going you, you don't even know who it is. I'm going to call you. Martel, Martel Brown going for fifty dollars. I got him for a dollar. Monty, Montel Jordan? No, you mean Monty Brown? Monty Brown? Monty Brown or Monty Brown? Brown? Yep. yep. He's going for fifty dollars. Marcus Corvan, you mean? Oh, nobody calls him that. I do. I forgot about Marcus Corvon. He's like Braden like Walker, you know? I forgot about Marcus Corvon, that's right. I didn't. <laughs> when I met him at the convention, I, I kept calling him Marcus Corvon. <laughs> what a jerk. What a jerk. <laughs> and I got these all for a dollar That's great. Do you think, do you think Rampoy has a skull crusher Rashi Brown figure? I remember him doing some of squash matches on, on Ring of Honor like a decade ago. You know, when I used to play with my action figures, all I did were squash matches. They, the matches would end in like five seconds every time, you know? Yep. Hey, you, you know what? I'm going to put a firecracker in this guy's hand say, right here and blow up his hand. I, I used to say that the best wrestling show, like on the Independence, they should call it... Uh, Straight to the finish wrestling, you know, and they just, it, they're just five second matches. You just go right to the finish. Straight like MMA. Exactly. Exactly. Only it would be real. But then, <laughs> like MMA, there's like, there's like eight squash matches in a row where it just yeah. ends right or right. And then, like, there's one match where two very oily men roll around, unable to pin each other for yeah. like 20 minutes. That was like, just me I in college. Felt, yeah. Well, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. All right. Anything okay, else okay. Really before we mercifully end this? Wait. Will, will oh, okay. you, uh, you clean all your figures for milk? No. <laughs> you sure that wasn't a scene from Stripe when they had the mud wrestling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, what is that? I'm going to say another thing, okay? When I was walking around for a deadbolt lock, I can't. I came across this guy that was selling uh, these nice cars. Okay. Yeah. I asked him if he had any, any uh, TNA or WWE 
uh, cars. He says, sure, I'll, I'll bring them next week. I said, okay. And he's going to give me $10 a piece for them. Hey, look, Brad Boy, this is a wrestling show, not porn stars, okay? Take it easy, buddy. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Boy's hey, 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 you bumping to a Dolomite action figure? A Dolomite one? Dolomite. I'm trying to put a Thank you, Rat Boy. Thank you, Rat Boy. I, by the way, I think Deadbolt Lock would be an incredible wrestler name. Deadbolt Lock. Would. Oh, that's, that's that's pretty solid. Yeah. Because his finisher, like he'd lock it on and you just couldn't get out of it, you know? What if we you called know, his race. finisher the Master Lock? <laughs> huh? 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 Maybe. 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 You know, yeah, the length of that call. Go ahead, dude. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, the whole time during that call, since you brought up ROH on Jobbers, I was thinking about where is Grizzly Redwood and how much I miss him and he should be on TV. So the whole time you got your oh, Grizzly. Redwood, I was yeah. yeah. Grizzly. Love Grizzly Redwood. The little I, lumberjack. I, I miss um, Many, many years ago, I went to a Ring of Honor show in St. Louis, Missouri, and um, am ashamed to say that I 100% embarrassed the person that I went with because at a at an untaped show where we got Jim Cornette and a match that featured Claudio Castagnoli, Chris Hero, Austin Aries, um, and... Tyler Black. Oh, the good old days. Um, who did who did I get excited for? Bobby Cruz. <laughs> Grizzly. No, oh. I jumped out of my seat and started screaming when that chainsaw hit and the littlest lumberjack came out <laughs> for the dark match. <laughs> that was fun. The good old days. The good old days. Of they were good days. Those H- I used to love the HD Met days back then. Yeah, HD yeah. Met. Oh. God, I really... They used to film in Philly like every weekend almost. The only thing about about ROH and HD Net, like, because like, I remember that I I wrote the weekly reports for that. Like, God, that's a long time ago. Before that was because that was even before that was even before actually I think before Derek or I was on here. Um, two thousand eight. I was before the podcast. Yeah, that was. I think that was before. I mean, that was before any of us. Uh, I, the I only was thing recording, is that, you know. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't like a set time on those shows, and so like, like, to, and to give you an idea of how long ago this was, like, I was still in college when when that was happening. Wow. And I know because I'm 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 old man right now. Like I'm well into my thirties. You got some sugar. You're sugar ray. Uh, I got a lot of gray hairs that don't necessarily show up on this camera. I um, just wanna fly. There it is. Like, but I remember those shows. You know I wish I did see that shows. They weren't like so there wasn't a stunt like around the baby. But ch- <laughs> yeah. I'm listening. No, you're not. You're singing. <laughs> <laughs> like there wasn't a cut length, so like you would sit down to start, you would sit down to start writing a recap of one, and you would think, okay, this is gonna be an hour and a half show, and like at the third hour, you're wondering when this is ever going to end. 
Yeah. And it's because, like, they took two shows and strung them together. Well, this is not conducive to watching. You know what it was? Their tapings had no limits. Like, you would go there sometimes, and sometimes it's an hour and a half. Other times it's four hours. You had no idea what it was going to be. Yeah, you're right. I, I remember. I, I remember that that was the first time that I saw Eddie Edwards and uh, Davy Richards actually fight because they had always teamed, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, I was amazed that I think it was the the finals of the first like TV title tournament that they had, and and Eddie won the title at the in the, at the mm-hmm. end, you know. And I I was kind of surprised by that because they had always positioned Davy that little bit higher, yeah, you know. God. But yeah, he was a guy. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. They had, you know, the excruciating length of Rat Boy's call sort of made me think about something that, that came up earlier. You know, we were talking about just how much wrestling is available. And it sort of made me wonder, like, if perhaps these companies don't quite grasp how many, how many casual fans they are probably losing by having these shows. Like, I get it. Like, there are people like Malcolm and I mean that in the least insulting way possible. But there are people like Malcolm who are going to dedicate their time to wrestling because that yeah, is what they do. He doesn't watch it. I know, but I'm using him as an example. Like there are people who are very passionate about wrestling who are going to dedicate their time to it. And then there's people like us who certainly love wrestling, but like also have jobs and families mm-hmm. and other obligations that stop us from doing those kinds of things. And it made me think about, like, if you want just an idea of how badly this concept has been squandered. I remember when WWE main event, like, came back. What was that, like, 2011, 2010? Somewhere yeah. around there? No yeah. idea. Maybe even, maybe even earlier? But I remember, I remember when that came back, like, I was actually still blogging with Mike Gussler at the time. And we both thought that this would be, like, a really great opportunity to have, like, showcase-level matches in a really nice, condensed time frame because it was only an hour long. Mm-hmm. Like that that should be where your where your stars are. Yeah. They should be on the show that can draw the most eyes. And like I, the fact that they don't get this is sort of mind boggling. I mean, we live in a society, as I as I begin to actually morph into a Seinfeld character. We <laughs> live in a society where people make millions of dollars a year publishing ridiculous things on YouTube. And there is an actual formula for publishing things on there where you actually want your content to be under 10 minutes. Because that's, because people are going to look at that time length and then they're going to invest their time in it. The fact that, the fact that they have just chosen to take a one-hour program and waste it and instead lose people by burying everything in these two and three hours sl- just slog fests to me is mind blowing. I mean, Derek, do you have time at, on any day of the week 
to sit down and watch a three-hour television show. <laughs> no. And and it's even worse because, like you said, on the on these shows, they don't make anybody feel important. Like on Raw, who's important on Raw? Uh, Bobby Lashley's the Sheamus. champion. I turned to, <laughs> Sheamus here. I, I turned to to Raw last night. Lashley's the champion, but the show ends with Lashley getting beat up by Drew McIntyre. And I'm pretty sure next week, Lashley's going to um, Braun's going to beat up both of the guys, and then they'll have Lashley win the match on Sunday. So I've watched all three participants beat each other up, and now I'm supposed to look at Lashley even though he comes off as a champion. It's like I just watched him get beat up for the last two weeks. Um, it's, what it's, you, you wouldn't sorry that no like you, like you, you'd watch Raw in the heyday, and the show would start with Steve Austin getting beat up, and he might even get beat up in the middle of the show. But by the end of the show, Austin was standing tall, or Vince, the number mm-hmm. one bad guy, was standing tall. They gave you a reason to care about these guys. But these guys, they just beat each other up every week. Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It absolutely doesn't. Uh, you know, they have seven hours of just WWE main roster, if you consider NXT. What if they just did an hour every day of the week? Just an hour for a better. I do, too. Yeah, maybe my answer is I just need to watch an hour of WWE every day and then cut it off. I don't know. An hour, an hour a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> let's go back to uh, let's go back to Malcolm. We had to cut him off earlier. What's going on, brother? You laughing? You're, you're a maniac. What's going on, nut? <laughs> well, Red Boy. Um... Adam has a old uh, figure of the Iron Sheik in his closet. If you're interested, <laughs> Adam Adam West. Oh, no, not Adam West. Adam. No, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bradley actually has the real Iron guys, Sheik in his closet. So I was listening to what you guys had to say, and there's one, there's two guys that I was watching matches at WrestleMania that. I was really, you know, I was really glad that I got to watch those two matches and uh, the, the triple threat match with uh, on Sunday night with um, with um, uh, uh, Daniel Bryan and uh, Edge and and Roman Reigns. I mean, I've never met mm-hmm. Roman Reigns, but he's always impressed me. I saw him at the Elimination Chamber event. The big dog. Um, yeah. It was February 25th, 2018. We're at the T-Mobile Arena. I was sitting next to Justin, and uh, I was cheering for Roman Reigns, and I was yelling, I was yelling for Cena until he got eliminated. But I was cheering for Roman Reigns. That was Roman the elimination Reigns. chamber, I mean, right? Yeah, Roman Reigns. He's yeah. always impressed me, you know. And uh, I remember that when that was the one uh, that Alexa Bliss won, wasn't it? Oh God. Who, Alexa Bliss? She yeah, she won the Elimination Chamber. Oh, yeah, right, she won know. that. She won that she Elimination won a, Chamber. She won that the women's. Yeah, that was a women's she won the uh, match. Holy yeah, Brady, I'm talking, I'm talking about the real wrestlers, the guys, man. They're, they're oh, overshadowing oh, oh, the guys. Oh, oh. Yeah, men's they're wrestling. 
They're overshadowing yeah, uh, another guy that I actually met, and you guys mentioned him, Bobby Lashley, the walking Armageddon, the dominator in TNA. Bobby signed oh, my, my Oakland Raider car. you can't, you got to show a guy respect for doing that, you know. Bobby, I know Bobby. Bobby is from Colorado. He's a Denver Bronco fan. I was an Oakland Raider fan. I used to be an Oakland Raider fan. And, uh, they're not and there anymore. you're a anymore, Carolina so. Panthers fan. No, I'm, I'm not a fan of anybody. You know I'm a fan of? You know I'm a fan of? I'm a fan. I'm a fan I'm of me. Cowboys. Okay, good. Huh? No, what I'm not a fan of anybody. <laughs> That's in the SEC, right? Yeah, no. you know what I'm real excited about, Brady, is a week from Saturday on the 18th of May, and there's a legend there right there with you. His name is Papastro in WCW, the maestro. He's going to be there. L.A. Tank's going to be there. I've never met him. We call Batman. And I get to me, and I'm making a poster board. For I have a shirt. Sure. I, I, I would have done that. It's going to get wild, baby. It's going to get hot with me and Tommy Wild. When Malcolm Mania and Tommy Wildfire Rich hook up for the first time, and Papa Stroh's there for the mediator in between us, you know. Yeah, you're going to set him on fire. Get hot, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking set him forward on fire. to that. I mean, Adam's going to be there. All right, uh, Velvet. You know, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. You Scott? know, and Brady, i got to tell you this. Um, I like some of the All stuff right, this you is said it, and then we'll yeah. yeah, and I want you to know that you, um, you know, about Mike. Mike's been sick. I don't know when he'll be back on, but he's just been real sick. I'm oh. praying for him right now. He okay? But I want to tell you, I think you are one of the best announcers on the air right now. You're, to me, you're up there with the old Oakland Raider oh, announcer, Bill King. I mean, you know thank what you're talking you. about. And well, am I ahead of him? Or is that the same? Because I love Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo and Captain Lou Albano from 85. That's what I like, man. I like Yeah. Okay, yeah. Thank you. I, thank you, Malcolm. Those are very nice words. I... Now, unfortunately, oh, yeah. I, I do have to let you go. You gotta realize <laughs> it's the man oh, that is all around the VOC nation. Yeah, live oh. with it. Love you, brother. <laughs> He's the man. Oh. <laughs> uh, but Brady, uh, I would, Brady, I would say that you are probably like the Tom Brenneman of announcers. Yeah, Tom Brenneman. Like you're. Like, you're fine. Nobody's upset that you're there, but, like, we know Pat Summerall is probably the preferred choice. Yeah. So, I, I'd say, like, I'm, I'm, you're probably glad of it. Like, you're... I'm the David Otunga of guys who shouldn't be announcing. No, don't, oh, don't insult yourself. You're better than that. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Don't be down on yourself like that. I know. So, Brady, this is an uplifting show. I think I bring a lot to the table. Uh, I do. You do. He's still getting you do about three hundred times. Now, <laughs> don't make me put another collar on. Ah, no. <laughs> so, so, uh, no, so, 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 man, so, so, Mansar, man, do you want to talk about Mansar, Ray? Mansar, you know, I did. Man had a. Oh, I looked it up. I looked it up. Uh, Who's not Mantar, by the way? No relation with no, Not Mantar. I, right. I actually would be way more excited if Mantar came back. Um, 
four I segments like, are. Like, 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 <laughs> good, like good gimmick, right? Like, like I would actually love to see like a Mantar return. Yeah, and then he teams with he teams with Stro. Mantar and Mantar. I, I, I'd, I'd be honored. Like that'd be amazing, <laughs> especially like if Stro came out with like a little totem of Mantar. So like Mantar's dancing around, and then Stro's behind him like with a Mantar. Yeah, it'd be like Mantar. it's alive. Mantar's yeah. alive. <laughs> it, could, it, could like some, it could be like your voodoo doll of Mantar. And, and, and that'd be amazing. And then the doll <laughs> raises up out of nowhere. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. With yeah. the doll voiced by Jim Cornette now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, I, did, I looked it up while we, while, uh, feel like the Yeti returning. Callers. Oh, the Yeti. I always um, love the Yeti. Big yeti. fan. Hey. I don't know why uh, they didn't call him the Mummy. They never called him the Mummy. They should have. They making coolers now. You know, I was, I, uh, <laughs> I, I looked it up. I, I have a Yeti. 49. He, 49 consecutive victories. And their way to debut him was to have him take a broke kick and lose to Sheamus. That hurts, fella. He's a decade older than me. <laughs> Come on, bud. Like, Just wait, wait to make a guy mean like, like we said. He, he's nobody now. You could have did something with the guy, and now he's just a guy. He's just a fella, as Seamus would say. Well, it's okay because we're going to put a Lucidor mask on him next. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Put him with the Mexican guys. He can flip. He, he can fly. We'll have Tito Santana manage him. We'll give him a trampoline. I don't think there has been a truly great gimmick debut since Hassan. Oh, man, Hassan. Wow. Fandango? Fandango, maybe? No. You realize that's over 20 years ago? It is. Trying to think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was like, uh, what was that, like 2003? Something like that? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. he wasn't on TV. Before. He ended it early. I'm trying yeah, to think. He wasn't of, on yeah, TV, I, I, you you didn't consider Fandango a, a big uh, gimmick debut? <laughs> I thought when because he came in, they he was. ruined it. Because he beat Jericho, and then the fans like he went viral, basically, or like you know with he the fans. Viral, like, he went viral, and then they ruined it. Yeah. Yeah, they um, ruined it. Da, 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 nobody does. They would have let it. If they would have yeah. let I even made a video of Chris Sanford dancing to his theme song. It was tremendous. <laughs> if they would have let it happen organically, I I would probably be more willing to sort of hear you out. They're yeah, saying, like, yeah, they, they, took, they took a guy, they put two years into his winning streak. I didn't even know he won matches. I, I didn't. <laughs> I only knew he was in that battle royal. And then he was on NXT winning matches. See, I wasn't watching NXT back then, so. I I had to look it up. Because I was curious. Why would they, why did they debut this man just to have him be kicked in the face by an old Irish guy? But you know why? He's leaving. 
You did hear this, right? Who's leaving? Mansar. He's, he's, he's going to AEW, going? and he's going to team up with the Dinosaur. Oh, how dare you. You leave Luchasaurus uh, uh, and this and this serious space uh, wrestling alone, goddammit. By the way, <laughs> unrelated, but when did Rusev turn on Kip Sabian? Like, I, I talk about, like, these are things that, like, I miss him on TV. Him he just, all of a he sudden, was, he just started talking about hating him. Yeah, he just, he, he choked him in the back, and then he apologized. I was like, well, what the hell is this? Yeah. Just like, just like every week I watch. Come on, and, man. And brought, like this every week gang I watch, wars. You, you need an every, ally. Every He's week I watch Brian Cage, Brian Cage <laughs> is yelling at Taz, only to come out with Taz next week. I'm like, well, weren't you just mad at him yeah. last week? Why are you still coming out with the guy? <laughs> <laughs> it's booking by manatees. <laughs> by the way, did you see what Chris Jericho said about Impact? Oh, how they couldn't get anything out of it? Yeah, and he goes, it's, 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 he basically said it's beneath him for him to show up on Impact. Yeah. Because they don't have anybody on the roster yeah. that matters. <laughs> and, and then in the same breath, he said he'd like to do a, a, a New Japan uh, invasion. What is Impact doing? What are they doing? Like, do they have no pride? I, no, here's, here's, this is, Derek, I'm telling you, this is the only way it plays. This is, I said this last week. This is the only way it makes sense. The powers that be at Impact know that they are essentially a zombie product at this point, that they are never going to grow and they are never going to necessarily experience any real value. They are attempting to scrap the name for parts. The, I, I guarantee you the end goal, if you are, if you are at Impact, the end goal is to get AEW to buy the rights to your intellectual property and turn you into a secondary show. That has to be it. That has to be. Because they look minor league at every turn. Every damn turn, they look minor league. Ugh, I don't know. And part of it is because and, they are. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, but even... I think I said this on the show before. Even when Vince let ECW onto Raw, when ECW was running a bingo hole, he didn't make them look second rate. Like he, 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 at least he let them on the show. They're not even yeah. Allowing he propped them up. Guys. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. Other than Anderson and Gallows, they're not even allowing Impact guys on the show. No. No, like I want to see Deanna Perazzo come in. Like that would be cool. Yes. Like if there's a lot yes. of like talent in in Impact. It would be really good. Uh, let's see. Let's go to uh, Dustin. This is the last caller for the evening, and then we're going to shut it down. Uh, Dustin, what's, what's brother, up, what, what, what's going on? Did you see on SmackDown that Seth Rollins, he picked Daniel Bryan to beat Roman Reigns, and then Roman Reigns won, and Seth Rollins got so mad that he kicked Daniel Bryan's head into the front row? <laughs> no, it happened after you, they went off the air. No. Uh, actually, I, I hadn't watched SmackDown in two weeks. Okay, it's a good, it's a good show. Well, it it happened. Yeah, I already knew. I uh, heard about the Dana Bryan match. I already knew Roman was going to win, anyways. How'd you know that? I just I really think like, 
I thought Daniel Bryan was going to win the title for sure. No, I just saw Rowan retaining and Daniel Bryan being off off SmackDown. Do you think SmackDown is written by Manatees? I don't know. Um, yeah, I've been through a lot the past two weeks. Do you, oh, you, Manatees are, do you think Manatees are smarter than people? I don't know, uh, Brady. I had COVID, so that's why I haven't had, haven't been on here yeah. for two weeks. I, I understand, yeah, because like you, you don't want to spread it over the phone. I, I get it. How no, you feeling? It's just because it's just because I wasn't feeling well and stuff. What an I, I got you. What an asshole thing to say. I, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm fine. Brady, <laughs> I'm actually feeling a lot. I'm actually a lot better. I'm, I'm glad to hear that now. you're actually fine. Yeah. Are you still in Orlando? So, yeah, I live in Orlando. That's where I live. Do you see manatees in Orlando? Okay. Because they're, like, no. in waterways and stuff, aren't they? No. Um, uh, Brady, I bet you're not surprised that Indy, Indy Hartwell and Cancel Ray won the titles tonight. Good for them. I mean, I'm yeah. not surprised. Yeah, I there think fight for it enough. Yeah. Look at the sponge yeah. laugh I have. So, hey, here's, um, here's my Yeti. He's meditating. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, uh, okay, I got a couple of things I want to mention. Uh, next week, uh, yeah, yeah, Marce- yeah. Mercedes, we'll Mercedes Martinez is fighting Raquel Gonzalez for the next days? week. Who do you think is going to win, Brady? <laughs> Mercedes against yeah. who? Against Raquel Gonzalez for the title next week. I think Raquel's going to win. You think so? Yeah, I do. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I think honestly, Mercedes at this yeah. point is just there to help people. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And, like really, and like, then she'll randomly get called up to SmackDown, and they'll use her for like a week, and then they'll be like, "We got nothing for you," and they'll release her. So by the way, her getting out, her getting out of Redemption was great on her part. The fact that she has um, to get out of that, God bless her. Did you hear? Yeah, seriously. Uh-huh. And, and did you hear? By the way, Chelsea Green obviously got released with the round of releases. Did you hear that? Not only did they send her a trash bag like they did with the others, uh, but they actually didn't even send her her stuff. They sent her, like, a collection of things that, like, one thing was, like, from Lana, like, it was, like, one of Natty's, like, outfits. It was, like, all this random stuff that they didn't even know weren't Chelsea Green's. She hadn't been there in, like, six months, so she's, like, you know, I I found it hard to believe that they had anything of mine there anyway. Um, and Mark Carano, uh, what a what a ass! If he's the one who did this, he ass. he seemed like a jerk in Total Divas. Like I could totally see that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Birdie, hey, unless you were Natty or Nikki Bella, and even then he was a jerk. <laughs> um, Birdie, who they could have won the Oscar Charlotte and Rhea Ripley match? They're all fighting each other, right? Yeah, triple threat match. I think Rhea Ripley's gonna win. Yeah. Honestly, I have a bad, I have a bad feeling about that. The last time Ray Ripley was in a triple threat match with Charlotte, it didn't go well. What if she locked fine. in like a a figure eight and like the two of them together and called it a figure sixteen and they both tapped out simultaneously? <laughs> that would be. <sighs> <laughs> I got on the don't laugh. laugh don't laugh. That was my goal. Well, Bertie, I, I honestly, I can see Short winning the title, obviously. I don't think so. Uh, maybe, <laughs> but I don't think so. 
Where are you going to um, go from and, there? I don't know, really. Like, uh, and then they had Bailey fighting Bianca Blair, and they had Bailey fighting Bianca Blair for the title, and which doesn't make no sense at all. Like, if Sasha should get a rematch. I, you know, I can't, I can't see Bailey anymore without thinking of that poor dog from A Dog's Purpose. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh my uh, god! Like Bailey, no. Bailey, Bailey, oh. Bailey. Oh, and it's like now, movie. like all I, oh, that's all I, yeah, the one where they made well, the poor dog you. jump off the waterfall. Now, thanks to you, that's all I'm going to see, Brady, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Bailey, 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 Bailey. All right, Dustin, Um, any more hits? Well, honestly, I think Saucer should should be fighting for the title, and and, uh, Bailey don't deserve a title match. Okay. Well, they they got to alternate them to keep everybody happy, so they have to always be messing with them. Well, Saucer lost to Mania. She deserves her rematch. You know what I think they should do? They should just create a fourth brand and give each of the horsewomen one of the titles. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's, it's and never have them fight each other. You know, it's just a matter. Of, it's okay, just a matter uh, of time um, until Becky uh, beats Rio. Oh yeah, uh, totally. Uh, one more thing, Brady Fargo. Who, who's going to win the Seth Rollins and Cesaro match this Friday? Cesaro. So hold on, we're going to talk about Seth Rollins and Cesaro, then you're going to get off. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I have to go, Bertie. Uh, I, have to, I have to get up early in the morning. Okay, okay, I got you, I got you. I think that Seth Rollins is going to win. You do? No, I don't oh, know. Yeah? I'm just trying to get him off. <laughs> Dustin. I think the referee just walked out. I, I think Dustin, I think, I think Cesaro is going to win. icon on your phone. I, I think that Cesaro is going to win. What do you think? Uh, I, I see. Here's what I see happening. Towards the end of the match, referee gets gets knocked down. Seth hits the low blow, and Cesaro hits the curve stomp for the match. That's oddly detailed. Okay, I'll take it. I'll well, take it. And then it. when he's done, I, he spins the referee. No, I think that. I think it, Cesaro's going to spin Seth after Seth wins somehow. At that, I wish he would spin me. <laughs> you know how back in the day they used to do the double clotheslines? Do you think they would ever do mm-hmm. a double spin where they both spin each other at the same time? Oh, <laughs> now hear me out on this. Booker T comes back for one last match. Yeah. And there's some sort of weird double spin where both he and someone else both hit a spinner Rooney simultaneously. All right, he's gone. We don't have to do uh, this I can, I, can, I can dig that. Oh, thank God. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Take these callers. I love they're, them. They're just... I love the no. callers. No, but you chase no. them away, and I love them. I bring them in. I'm inclusive. Oh, dear God. I'm inclusive. I'll never, so, I'll, so, I'll never forgive. I'll never forgive WWE for not having Cesaro give the big swing to the little bull El Torito when he was in the company. I'll never forgive. Oh, him that would have been bad. They always teased it too. Yes. So, um, huge, huge return this week. Uh, you know, scheduled. I'm wondering if it's not going to be like um, Emelina or whatever. But uh, Eva Marie's coming back. Yeah. Officially. People are pissed. All right. <laughs> people are pissed. Yeah. She was always very off. good at that, just pissing people off. Which is all She's natural. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I remember, like, I saw her at a ha- an NXT house show. Um, I got the tickets to like Tommaso and Austin or whoever it was. I I, I forget, but like, uh, but they had. 
Eva Marie versus Asuka. Mm-hmm. And Eva Marie had so much heat. Anytime she... Because Asuka would be like... She'd be beating her down or whatever. And then, like, anytime Eva Marie got in any kind of offense, the crowd would be booing like crazy. They hated her. <laughs> yeah, she had... I remember it's like they don't want her wrestled, to have anything, ever. She wrestled uh, a match on NXT against Bailey for the NXT women's title. Yeah. And people, yeah. they thought she was going to win. And everything she did to Bailey, that place just erupted. And I was like, this is wrestling. This is wrestling yeah. in the purest form. I, 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 yes. I, I don't get the beef with her. I, I, I think if she pisses people off that much, where like they don't want to see her get in any offense, then I think she's doing something right. Yeah, there's a place Absolutely. for her. They can use her. There's a, there's a place for her. I remember when she was on SmackDown, I remember her gimmick was she couldn't wrestle because something was always going wrong. And I remember she had a debut match. And they go, even Marie will not be allowed to wrestle tonight because she got a ticket for running a red light. And I'll be yeah. the crowd is <laughs> boo and they're booing up. I'm like, this is this is this is great. That was amazing. And then they released her right after that. Yeah. Yep. They did that for like three or four weeks and then they yeah. Hmm. Eva Marie has a hangnail and needs to uh <laughs> seek medical attention. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a fan. I, I think it'll be good. Although um, they definitely are very close to having too many women on the roster, which sucks because uh, very close, then yeah. some of them are going to go. Uh, I saw somebody, I think it was Mick Foley, was like lobbying to have an all-women show. Yeah, it was Mick Foley. And then Lance Storm was like, well, that only works if you demote women to put them on the women's show. And then like, if you don't demote the women that you need on the women's show, then it won't do well. And then... People will use that as an excuse not to have a women's show, which I thought was a little defeatist. I mean, I I think that there definitely could be a women's show. Okay. In fact, I probably would watch a women's show over Impact and AEW, honestly. And they have so many women. Yeah, that there, are using yet. there are, and I think I mean we've talked about this for the better part of a decade on this show, in, in some form or another. I mean, really, Derek, how many, time, how many times have you or I or both of us or you or I and Brady or, your, you know, come on this show and said, you know, if they, if they would give these women a place to sign, it would probably be the best show in their rotation. Yes. Yes. In the heartbeat. They're great, and Like you said, they, in the past year, they got rid of, more talented women than any other company, and they still have the most talented women's roster of any company in the world. It's crazy. Yep, yep. And it's more than just the worst women now. There's a good five or six beyond them that could be the centerpiece. I honestly think their women's roster is deeper than their men. Yeah. In terms of, like, significantly deeper. Yeah. We've brought it up before. Poor Santana Garrett, she can't get on any show. You can't get no Santana Garrett, Mercedes, uh, Christ, Sarah Delmeida is a trainer. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, there's a, yeah. I mean, yeah. they swallowed ROH up everybody. Have, they really did. ROH, uh, we talked about ROH. They didn't have a women's division. They still found a way to get Sarah in the ring. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you look at a lineup and you say, you say this lineup could, now granted there's some overlap, but if you, when you look at that lineup, if you look at it and you say, you know, wow, this could go toe to toe with any of those shimmer tapings from back in the day. Mm-hmm. That means you have something pretty good. Volume yeah. 20, baby. <laughs> I used to watch it. I was a huge Thank Serena you. Deep guy back in the day. In I fact, I was such a big you. Serena Deep guy that I was told not to be a Serena Deep guy anymore. I'm only kidding. <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? I'm kidding. I, I think it was external factors mostly. Well, you know, that'll that'll happen. Yeah. That'll yeah. do it, yeah. Uh any other raw topics, Ray? I know you had a couple that you wanted to. Uh... Well, no, I think we kind of covered covered both the topics that I had. I think for next yeah. week, you know, we're here kind of at the end of the show. This might be a good place to bookmark it. We should probably come back if you were because, like, if you were going to start a hypothetical women's show, like, who are your big four that you have to have on this show? <laughs> you can't have elsewhere because you need you you need eyes to come over to the to come over. Yeah, you need eyes. I can't see my monitor, so I know he I know he's acting like a jackass. It's just that I can't see it. Yeah, I got the wide eyes. It's like... uh, so for next week, so what? What's the so now we need. Four women to be a centerpiece of our division? Yeah. Who, who, if you're going to start a women's show. Okay. And uh, who, are across, the, who, are the four, who are the four that you're taking and saying, okay, they're going to be on this show and this show only because this show, if we're going to do it, needs to matter, and so it needs to have names exclusive to it that matter. WWE contract only? I think that just for just for ease of thought process, so that we're not trying to consider too many different combinations. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Because there's somebody I would kind of dip out of to to get probably. Maybe not. I don't know. I just think about it. I mean, if you, I guess if there's one, maybe, but like, I wouldn't want you to like come in and be like, I, I built this whole new roster. Well, okay, yeah, but they don't need to go sign a whole bunch of people. So Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. So if we're talking for WWE to create a women's show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the easy way out would just be to say the four horsewomen. That would be a very lazy, bad, stupid answer. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I'm, I, would I'm want, gonna... I don't think I would want Charlotte for it anyway because I think she's overexposed. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna go with four women who who aren't overexposed on any of the shows. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Carmella. I'm kidding. Oh yeah. <laughs> Carmella. God, you're just <laughs> Carmella. Boys, I say we I say we put a bow on this puppy and stick it under the tree. Yeah, I, I say too. Ray, did you have anything you wanted to plug on the way out? My boy's back. Welcome back, Derek. Let's go. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We did miss yeah. it. Right. I, um, I have nothing to promote. 
Although I will say this, I saw an article where they're doing uh, one of those untold things for the network about the Nexus, and they were interviewing oh, yeah. Darren Young. If this means Darren nice. Young is one step closer to coming back yeah. and we get the primetime players, goddammit, I'm all for it. Oh, I, I hope so. I always liked him. I, I was always can we a get fan. The, can we get the long-awaited Coliseum video script pl- primetime players Please. t-shirt? Please, somebody listen. <laughs> yeah. Please. Uh, you you actually reminded me uh, that I wanted to mention uh, that WWE has their um, what is it? Hidden tra? I forget what it's called. Steve Logan already corrected me like eight times. Isn't it uh, hidden something treasure? hidden treasures or searching for tra- yeah. whatever it is? You know what I mean? The warehouse yeah. show, basically, where they're going. Around. So um, they had uh, the VOC Nation's own Bill After on this past Sunday. They they went to After's Alley and they were looking to. Uh, for some memorabilia, so <laughs> be sure to check it out. I, I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it was very good. So, and Jerry Lawler was on it. it with them, so, okay. yeah, yeah. I think they were looking for Andy Kaufman stuff because Bill After, a lot of people don't realize, actually introduced Andy Kaufman to Jerry Lawler. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it's pretty I cool. Yeah, I didn't either. I mean, I did. I I, I knew it from him, but I didn't know it before that. So, all right, Stro, what do you got going on, man? This is Thursday night, WCW Retro at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on com. We'll be discussing the career of Barry Windham. Uh, so if you get got any cool Barry Windham stories and memories, uh, please call in and share them with us. And this Friday night of the Stro Zone Bahara Sci-Fi Show at midnight Eastern Standard Time on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Maestro. Uh, the feature will be Atomic Age Vampire in the 60s. So uh, please That's cool. Very cool. Uh, thank you to everybody for tuning in to In the Room this week. Thank you to the incomparable Monsieur Oulala. Incredible. Uh, incredible appearance. Uh, thank you to him. Thank you to ECWA for uh, all that they do. The Super 8 this past Saturday. Absolutely amazing. Everybody be sure to check it out on IWTV right now. You can... Uh, with, it's part of the subscription package, so just get it, and you can check out uh, all the great content that's available on IWTV, including uh, this past, year, you know, this past Super 8. So be sure to check that out. By the way, I hardly talked about it, but congratulations to Killian McMurphy, our own boy. Had him on a number of times. He's the new Super 8 champion. Congratulations to him. Uh, get better. A very good professional wrestler. Uh, definitely a tough, uh, tough scenario there. Uh, thank you to all of the callers. Thank you to the best crew I could ask for, Kathy, Stro, Derek, Ray, Matt. Uh, all you guys are incredible, and you make my week just... Every Tuesday night is just amazing, so thank you for that. I uh, I am truly a blessed man. So uh, Everybody, be sure to check out all the other great stuff available on VOCNation.com, live and on-demand programming. Each and every day of the week, great interviews and so much more top-notch analysis. And uh, lots of great stuff on there, so be sure to check it out. Click on the premium link on VOCNation.com and subscribe to our Patreon. Offers start as low as $3, and uh, you'll be able to access all Bill Bill Aptor's old stuff as well. There's a tier for that. So be sure to check that out. All his interviews going back to the 70s and stuff. All available right there for your viewing and streaming pleasure. Uh, That's going to do it for this week, everybody. Thank you so much. Take care. Love you all very much, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.
Goodbye.